When you travel for business, do you like to nab a window seat or opt for the aisle to ensure a faster getaway? Do you stay at an uptown hotspot with a modernist chef or a homey hotel that's famous for grandma's cooking? However you choose to hit the road, you can earn five times points on flights and prepaid hotels booked on AmexTravel.com with an American Express Business Platinum card. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash business dash platinum. Amex Business Platinum. Built for business by American Express. That way we can get Bill WD-40 in to lube us up for tonight's show. Maggie, how are you in Australia? Nice to see you. Please let me know if I'm alive tomorrow. We'd appreciate that. And Oh, we're back up to 19,998. See, I've got it all right here waiting for that 20,000. I do. I'm so excited. I, it's, it's a milestone, really. You know, it really is. Uh, we got about 30 seconds here, guys. Brian Bowden is our guest tonight, wearing a great, great Hawaiian shirt, palm trees all over it, and uh, no Bill WD-40 just yet? No. Where are you, Bill? Where are you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I don't know what else to say. We're going to start a show here in about uh, 15 seconds, and uh, yeah. Oh, thank you, Maggie, for letting me know that I am alive in the future. Always makes me feel better. Do me a favor, everyone. I got in crap on this by one of our chatters and comment. Horns up. Let's rock. From the mountains of central British Columbia to you listening around the world, this, my friends, is Spaced Out Radio. I am your host, Dave Scott, sitting in the captain's chair of SOR headquarters. We welcome you to tonight's show at our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. You can follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Tonight's show is brought to you by Chive Charities. Help make the world 10% happier. By visiting Chive Charities today, you can find them on our website. We got a power show for you tonight. We're talking monsters all night long. Brian Bowden is here. He's a researcher out of Florida, formerly of New York, bypassing every other province. The dude literally has 9,342 podcasts out there going simultaneously. So I don't know how he makes time for us, but Brian really always does. And you know what? We're happy to have him here. In Hour 3, we're going to head to the Swamp. Swamp Dwellers here for another spooky story, as well as Tim Senor will be here for the UFO Report. I want to start off right off the bat and say a big thank you to all of our audience out there. We just hit a milestone literally about 45 seconds ago. We hit a milestone. We just hit our 20,000th subscriber on YouTube. Now, compared to other channels out there, that may not be a lot. 
But for what we do and what we provide, this really shows that we're one of the bigger channels out there. We really are. And I don't say that out of ego. I say that of a heartfelt thank you to all of our listeners out there. YouTube seems to work, if if I got it right, it seems to work on 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 strange numbers. Like your first milestone is 1,000. Your next milestone is 5,000. Your next milestone is 10,000. And then the algorithms kind of start to kick off because it's all about the algorithms. I've learned and about that word so many uh, times over the last year. It's nauseating. And then from 20,000, then your next milestone is 50,000. Then to get jumped to 100,000. And then your channel just kind of seems to take off from there. So the fact that we have hit another milestone here on Spaced Out Radio, I want to give a quick shout out to each and every one of you listeners who tune us in, who listen to our archives, who take everything in. Thank you so much, guys. Very much appreciate your incredible love of this show. We love each and every one of you. And the fact that we are able to do this and and do it all with you guys makes it that much more fun. And here's to 20 million more. Thank you so much, everyone. All right, let's get to it. Brian Bowden has been a longtime researcher and a longtime friend of ours here at Spaced Out Radio. And, you know, he's a guy who is extremely multifaceted when it comes to the phenomena. He has investigated UFOs and aliens. He's an abductee and contactee. He has had close encounters with Bigfoot, Sasquatch, ghosts, and other paranormal encrypted creatures. He is one of the people that I really respect because he's like me in a lot of ways. And what do I mean by that? I mean, he never asked for any of this. He's never asked for intuition. He's never asked for dogman. He's never asked for aliens or ghosts. It just happened to him. And many people like him, myself, and others, we are all on a quest to find out one question. Why me? And that's why we bring Brian in as much as we do here on Spaced Out Radio. Brian (laughs) Bowden, it is always a pleasure to have you here on Spaced Out Radio, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm great. I thank you very much for having me back on. Um, and we also have hockey in coming, even though you root for a bad team. Um, but yeah, no, oh, my team is just the crap right now. It's just in the garbage. But yeah, no, you know, you never asked for this stuff. I mean, I've always wanted the answers, but I never said, hey, let me get abducted. You know, initially when you're a young kid, you're like, oh, it'd be cool to be in a spacecraft and take a ride. And then the reality of it is, you're not in a spacecraft taking a ride. You're giving samples and um, things that you just don't want to remember. So, and thankfully, I don't remember if, if you know, in any of the missing time I've had, I don't remember any of it. But I do know that it does take place, and more frequently now than ever. Um, so it's it's weird. I sure as hell didn't want to believe in Dogman. No. And then you have. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I thought, look, this is this is paranormal, right? I thought we get to a certain point, and like people were just like making stuff up, and then you talk to people, and then you talk to people in um, government-based type of positions where they have more to lose. I'm talking about going to jail, you know, you know, Leavenworth, and and they tell you things that they do for the government, and then you have your own encounter with it, and you're like, oh God, please, why? You know, it's. It's bizarre. It but really we is. We do what we do. It's it's a it's a 
bizarre life that people like you, me, and many others across North America and this planet live. You know, we never asked for this. We never asked for the attention. We never asked for any of the encounters, Brian. And you've seen things and I've seen things that, you know, if you were looking at a mathematical equation, two plus two definitely is not equaling four. Okay. (laughs) It is not equaling four at all. It's not that simple. I mean, how have you gone from being or living a normal life you're a, you're a married man you're a family man of two beautiful daughters i mean how do you tr- try and protect your family keep this to yourself and just try and 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 control what is happening even though there is no control button right um the problem i have right now is that my youngest who is very my youngest is very intuitive so is my oldest, but she's kind of gone through the teen years, and she's now into the boy side of everything. Uh-oh. So that kind of like, get yeah, uh-oh is right. But uh, my youngest, very intuitive, very, very wise behind her years, and um, she's scared out of her mind. So I have to be very ginger how I discuss this and where and when I discuss it. So I try to move away from her in the discussions because it does freak her out. It makes it hard for her to sleep. Um it's it's just it's a complex juggling act that I have to do when I'm investigating stuff and things sometimes happen instantaneously. You get a phone call from somebody with a report. Hey, this is what's happening to me. What do I do? And I'm with my family. And it's not a moment where I can say, listen, can I call you back? Because it takes a lot for someone who is experiencing, be it a Bigfoot, Dogman, Goatman, Cryptid, whatever, to actually get up the gumption to get on the phone and talk to a thir- you know another party about this subject because of so much ridicule in the past and also like you said it it shouldn't be of this it, it's it's not logical in many instances what we learn about what's you know should be accepted i mean you know um, but it happens so i have to I'll be there for people that need help and, you know, and I got to talk, but I got to do it in a certain circular way where my kids won't hear it. My wife doesn't really care. Um, she's, she's seen some stuff and she knows what she's seeing is, but she'll still say it's a weather balloon or whatever. And then I've kept stuff from them too, because, you know, they don't need to know this. They'll think I'm, you know, they don't need to know any of the information. I mean, case in point was, I believe I discussed it with you. You know, about a year ago in May, on my trip down to Florida to try to find a place, we we all got taken. We all were have missing time. And I know that it was missing time because I, I could I was driving, I was the one driving, so I know the difference in time when I was supposed to be at point A and point B. And um and the next day when we woke up in the hotel to make that next trip to get to finally Florida in uh, Florence, South Carolina, from Florence to Florida, um, my youngest did have a scoop mark on her shoulder blade and a little blood on the bed, you know, like a little, you know, and I'm like, okay, how the hell do I explain this? And I can't, so I can't explain it, you know? And recently, in, in, in far as the UFOs are concerned, I am thoroughly convinced at this point um, that all of us, including my oldest daughter, have recently and continuously been abducted lately. 
Um, and the problem I have is you mentioned it before. I'm a big boy. I, I you know, this is what I do and I can kind of deal with it. Uh, my wife's, you know, she can take care of herself. She's a big girl. You're messing with my kids and we have a problem, right? And the problem is I have no control over what they want to do. And that's the scary part about it. I can't protect my kids from that happening. Even if I stayed up all night long, you know, they oh, have I, ways. I, of, I hear you. Yeah. So, I mean, and I've come to the conclusion for numerous things. I mean, there was a couple of, um, couple of, about a month back, I woke up. I, I don't sleep perfectly well. I like, um, let me explain it this way. When you go to sleep and most people sleep, you have a dream. I have dreams, but I also have experiences. And the difference between the two is a dream is something that's, you know, there was a snake with a vest. I think it was blue, but I'm not sure. It's very vague. It's kind of random, but you don't remember it. An experience is something where you can go detail by detail by detail. And in my personal experience, my research, you are actually experiencing what that was. So you may thought you were sleeping, but for some reason your consciousness and your you were there at that place and that's happened numerous times and i've had numerous experiences like that where i've woken up and one of which was i was on a train it was crashing i knew it was crashing i couldn't see if it was a commuter train or one of the box cars i immediately woke up that morning and the first thing i did when i got my phone on was there's going to be a train crash I'm not sure if it's commuter or commercial. Be careful. I posted it. And if you get the ridicule, oh, oh, here we go. Prediction time. But in under 12 hours, I just kind of discarded it because I don't watch the news anymore. If I want to be depressed, I'll turn the news on um, about everything. One of my buddies contacts me, another researcher out of the UK. Um, His name's Andy McGrath. Great guy. Try to get him on. Uh, Beast of Britain. And he goes... Didn't you, pre- he, didn't you predict this? And it was about a train crash that took place within 12 hours of me sit- posting that. There was a bad train crash. I go, yeah, I did. He goes, I think you're pretty spot on. So certain things, that's, that's an experience. When you have experiences and you can help people or you foresee the future, it does happen and can happen to everybody, no matter who you are, whether you believe or not. It's just as you use that kind of abilities, it, it's like a muscle. It, it grows bigger. It makes it easier to do. But getting back to this whole UFO thing, a couple months ago, I woke up and I just wasn't feeling right. I felt like I literally went, just had a colonoscopy. Um, and if, and if uh, anybody um, has <laughs> used the Bowser for going a bit, Yes, yes, I do use the bathroom before going on adventures. I also pee uh, outside near Dogman. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I've, I've actually had one of those because I wasn't feeling well a couple of years back and they, they made you go through the camera and they put cameras in places that shouldn't exist. Um, there's a certain feeling you get when that happens. And unless my wife grew an appendage uh, or was doing something to me while I was sleeping, which she was not, she was dead to the world, I didn't feel right. And I woke up. I couldn't go back to sleep. I felt uneasy. 
So I went out of my room and I was resting on my couch, my sofa. And I got awoken up, like I kind of dozed off and I woke it up about a half an hour later and my youngest daughter was there. And she was, I said, are you okay? She goes, no, um, you know, I need, I, I can't sleep. I, I got to come downstairs. And she proceeds to tell me, because we, we like to talk about it, talk it out, that she saw these, she saw a, a UFO out, to, out her window and she saw aliens. And she picked up these beads she had and, and she said, I, I was going to whip them with it to get them out. And I, I got scared. So I just ran downstairs and, and you were here. So she slept next to me. Now, it's very bizarre for my case because she never, I didn't talk to anybody. It just happened for me to have that sensation and feeling in places I didn't want to have it. And my daughter talking about UFOs and aliens being out her window. Also, on top of that, which I forgot to mention, was um, earlier that night, I started getting a high-pitched ringing in my ear. Now, sometimes it happens in the right ear. Sometimes it'll be the left ear. And sometimes both. But every time, it's an automatic instinct. When I get that high-pitched sound, I always look up. And I guarantee you, there'll be something in the sky that looks like the star, but it's changing from colors from green, red, blue, orange, purple, white, and so on and so forth. So I, 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 you know, that was part of it initially and I kept it very quiet. And then a couple weeks after that, my wife came back and said, um, you know, um, her stomach was bothering her, you know, maybe she had a digestive problem and, Something very interesting. After the second child, we did the tube tie thing because pregnancy is, is, you know, she wasn't going to have another one. Um, and no, I wasn't going for the boy because I have boy or girl bullets. Um, she said to me that I feel, you know, I feel bloated like I was pre- like I've been like when I was pregnant. And she's been complaining and referencing pregnancy. Now, she's a non real believer. She doesn't believe in this stuff. But me knowing certain signs and, and interviewing people who have been abducted and talking to, you know, I've seen plenty of, of, of film and interviews from other great researchers about people, how they felt when they felt that they were abducted and they felt they may have been pregnant and they weren't. I mean, all the signs were taken off. Boom, boom, boom. Now, the problem I have, Dave, is I can't stop that. And that's, it's a huge problem um, for many people. I understand it. And, you know, when your hands are tied, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do. But how do I tell, you know, and this is what I've, I've had to tell other people, too, that have had an experience. I said, I, there's nothing I can say or do that's going to stop what's happening to you from happening. But hopefully, eventually, it will. And, and a lot of times with UFO abductees, they're abducted up to a point and then they're kind of like, then they move to the next generation and then they wait, 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 and then they move to the next one. So hopefully these things stop or hopefully I can get some video because I've just equipped the interior of my house in certain areas with cameras that will, you know, automatically react to motion. It's a long shot knowing this field and what these beings are capable of doing. But if I do, I'm more than happy to break that news on your show. Always. <laughs> Always. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I appreciate that. 
I, I really do appreciate that. Now, now we got five minutes to go before we got to go to break sure. at the bottom of the hour. Brian Bowden is our guest tonight. As a parent, it is our worst nightmare when we cannot, you know, protect our kids regarding this. You're not the only parent who goes through this. You know, uh, the contact your daughter ha- is having, is it positive? Is it negative? Is it down the middle, a little bit of both? You know, because... Obviously, this is something you have specialized in, and you want to make sure that you're communicating with her with it. Yeah. Um, we always tell her that it's, don't worry, honey, it's not real. Don't worry about aliens. Don't worry about anything. I, I think it's enough to scare the hell out of her um, to the point where it's she's very nervous about sleeping. She doesn't want to sleep. She always wants to come downstairs and sleep near us or with us or whatever. And, you know, I mean... I, you know, it, that's what we're there for. Whether, you know, I never had parents that would allow you, like if you were scared out of your mind for something to come, you know, into bed, they were like, no, go to your bed. Um, but that's what my job is. My job is as a protector. So I do talk to her about, it and I said, yes, they, you know, she asked me these questions. And, um, and I say, you know, yeah, they're real. They have, you know, the, if you see them, they're everywhere. They come to many people. There's nothing to fear from them. And I just try to put her a little bit more at ease. Not that I want her accept, to accept being violated by some species from another planet or dimension or wherever, because I don't. But if I, I've, I've learned in the past that when these kids that are taken or they're repeatedly having this, there's reasons behind it. It's not only, it's not just the genetic. There may be something where they're kind of um, downloading her and filling her with certain information so that in her future endeavors, she goes a certain path or she does something. It's easier to get to the younger generation today than it is to the older generation stuck in their ways. So I just try to let her be, um, you know. When you travel for business, do you like to nab a window seat or opt for the aisle to ensure a faster getaway? Do you stay at an uptown hotspot with a modernist chef or a homey hotel that's famous for grandma's cooking? However you choose to hit the road, you can earn five times points on flights and prepaid hotels booked on AmexTravel.com with an American Express Business Platinum card. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash business dash platinum. Amex Business Platinum. Built for business by American Express. This episode was brought to you by Saxaw Fifth. Looking for the perfect gifts this holiday season? Saxaw Fifth has them. Shop designer gifts they'll be sure to show off. Gift them trendy lug sole boots and combat boots from Stuart Weitzman, Karl Lagerfeld Paris, Kohlhan, and more at up to 50% off. Click or tap now to discover more designer gifts from Alice and Olivia, Retrofet, and more at up to 70% off. Saxaw Fifth, where fashion takes off. Know that she can come to me about anything and make it a little bit easy for her, you know, just to go to sleep. And because lack of sleep will just destroy you in so many ways. Yeah, I, I fully agree. Lack of sleep is something, especially when it comes to children. You know, for you, though, I want to focus on you tonight as sure. we, get, we get ready no to problem. turn a corner here with two minutes to go before the break. You know, for you, when did your own experiences start with these creatures? And what, and what was it that kicked it off? Well, I mean, as far as missing time, it was an investigation I did in 2015. 
but let's go back prior to that because we can start at the beginning. Um, I've always had some really vivid dreams. I've always remembered my dreams. And I do remember dreams or interactions while I was, I thought I was sleeping with, you know, call it beings or, or aliens or people that were just had superpowers. And it was weird. It wasn't, it wasn't really like, um, you know, like you're fantasizing or you're having some kind of delusional episode. It just was very bizarre. But on top of that, for some reason, from the beginning, I've always discussed this. I lived in New York City and growing up there, you can't really see the sun, you know, the stars at night. You see the, the, the ones that have the higher uh, brightness on the scale. It wasn't until I went to summer camp, sleepaway camp, because my mother worked there in Western Connecticut, that I was able to really see the stars and take in, you know, the Milky Way. You can actually see it, uh, naked eye. And I've always said it from day one, as I can remember. Everybody say, oh, you used to talk about you belong in the stars. I've always said from day one that I belonged up there. I, I That's where I need to be and pointing up. So that was my first general experience with it. I didn't have, you know, I had a couple of sightings here and there that I, you know, I saw something strange. But it wasn't until 2015 that I actually know I have missing time. And we did a day-night investigation at a lake in upstate New York. And, I mean, the entire event was crazy because it started by us going in towards the end of the night, you know, the just before the park closed, because it was a it was a federal land park with a lake there that had high strangeness throughout the history of the lake. Even the indigenous people talked about weird things and weird creatures taking place there. Right. Brian Bowden, I'm going to get you to hold on right there as we are going to go to break here at the bottom of the hour. Brian Bowden, monster hunter, paranormal investigator, <laughs> ufologist. He's a little bit of everything, and that's what we need for tonight. We'll be back right after this. All right, we're clear, buddy. Monster Hunter. Nice. I felt, I felt like, a, uh, like I'm a Carl Kolchak. <laughs> that name's been coming up a lot lately. Oh, it, because it's a great series. And Gavin, whatever his name is, uh, he was awesome in it, you know. He just was the perfect guy for that role, you know, this like nerdish kind of reporter and just gets cut like like vampires and werewolves and monsters. I mean, it's, it was fantastic. Yeah, some things do come back up. Ooh, he's busting out the watercolors now. This is awesome, Dirty Phil. <laughs> That's good. How long is our break? We got about four and a half minutes, dude. I'm just going to go. I forgot to grab my drink. So I'm going to go grab that. Yeah, you, you go. Don't mind. You go. Yeah. I'll be right back. All right. No, Cal. Thank you so much for the super chat. Very much appreciate the love, my friend. Along with TMI, Monica, Ange, Chris. Chris, I hope to see you in Vegas again for 2023. T2E, Lara, Jeff, and Smitty. Really appreciate it, guys. Thank you. J1, how you doing? Good to have you back. 
And who else have I missed here? Uh, if you have questions, guys, I will uh, I will mark them and get to them in hour number two. Just make sure you put them in capital letters if you don't mind. I'd appreciate that. Uh, Keeping D- with the, one the old Canada theme. Oh, nice. Very nice. Uh, Dijo, I don't know this about the 784th time I've had to mention this to you. We are not a podcast. We are not a regular YouTube show. We have to time things out for our radio audience. I'm not sure how that keeps slipping in one ear and going out the other for you. You might want a Q-tip and see if the Q-tip goes through to both sides. But every time you come into my chat room, you you keep bitching about the breaks uh, because I don't know why. And I explain it to you each and every time. So this will be the last time I actually take the oxygen out of my body to explain it to you. And please note that I'm being very sarcastic right now. All right. Brian, are you frozen? Yeah, Brian's frozen. He just got booted. Okay. We're timing things out for our radio stations. So therefore, that's why we have the breaks. It's not that hard. 784 times I've told you this, and yet you keep coming in here to ask the same question. I'm not sure. Next time, uh, wrenches that that uh, Dijon comes in to ask that question, just erase it. Don't block them. Just erase it. Just uh, wasting time. Uh, who else? Oh, hey, Clam. Most people go for a smoke. Yeah. Grandizer, how you doing? Uh, Verpine. Like, th- does that not make sense, Dirty Filth? Why come in here to the chat room to ask the same question over and over and over again? I don't get it. You know, I don't get it. Pam Smith, how are you? And, yeah, there's Brian. Sorry, for some reason everything just rebooted. That's okay. I'm like, what the hell's going on? That's okay. Talking about aliens, and all of a sudden you throw up Canada Dry, and the next thing you know. Oh, yeah. Well, at least that would have been a good uh, advertising photo right there. Brad Ford, how you doing, man? Is that the Cranberry Canada Dry? I didn't see. No, it's just a zero sugar thing. Everything's zero sugar. Apparently, I have zero sugar, too. Not only joking. <laughs> um, trying to get rid of the, the sugars these days. Just to, you know, slim it down. I'll save it for some uh, rum every once in a while. Keep that girlish figure. Yeah, not a girlish figure, but um, dropped about forty pounds, so I'm I'm happy with Atta that. Boy. Yeah, I'm trying to get to my He's original been... weight of eight pounds ten ounces. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, primate yoga, primate yoga. If you're listening, thank you for becoming our twenty. 20- thousandth subscriber and you might want to get a hold of me you just might david spaced out radio.com you know you just might i'm excited man Twenty thousand. i get a pizza slice i will buy you that pizza slice in vegas man i totally will yeah i'm waiting for it yes i'm i'm going to be there Right on. Did you 
Did you have everything locked in yet, or no? Uh, I, I got I'm going to try and get a hold. Like F you. I'm going to try and get a hold of the Golden Nugget tomorrow to see what we can do on that hotel thing. I was a little confused about that, but yeah, we'll be uh, doing something here soon. Uh, we're going to get going here in five seconds, sure. everyone. Sit tight. Second half hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. My name is Dave Scott. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. We really do appreciate it. want to remind you that if you missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com where we have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. Monster Hunter, paranormal investigator, ufologist, and a man with a great beard, Brian Bowden is joining us. This man literally is a podcast addict. You're probably not going to believe me when I say this, but literally he has... You know, 5,800 podcasts going on at once. At once. How he does it, I have no idea. But Brian is a is a good friend of this show, and he is someone who is an experiencer of everything and, and puts his investigations in there. Brian, thank you so much for coming on in. We very much appreciate it, man. Oh, I pl- it's a pleasure always. You know, I mean, uh, you know, we were talking about, like, in the beginning, I was talking a little about helping people, and that's, you know, your show spaced out radio because you 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 are seven days a week 365 um you you really are doing a lot of help for people you're you're giving them the ability to hear other people talk not just the experts or and i hate that term or people that are more a little bit more knowledgeable through their experience um you're, you're also giving people a place where they can go and feel a little bit more comfortable maybe take some cues and and know who to contact When you travel for business, do you like to nab a window seat or opt for the aisle to ensure a faster getaway? Do you stay at an uptown hotspot with a modernist chef or a homey hotel that's famous for grandma's cooking? However you choose to hit the road, you can earn five times points on flights and prepaid hotels booked on AmexTravel.com with an American Express Business Platinum card. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash business dash platinum. Amex Business Platinum. Built for business by American Express. The all-new Mercury V-Tamborado Outboards were built to power your greatest days. Days filled with memories of trophy catches and epic sunsets, with hours of laughter and miles of water to explore. At 350 or 400 horsepower, the new Verado Outboards combine extraordinary capabilities with premium refinements that make boating effortless. Everything you need to confidently pursue your greatest adventures. Mercury engines are made for exploring. So are you. Go boldly. Visit mercurymarine.com v10 if they have an issue or you know they're experiencing that abduction and they don't know what to do and so i mean you gotta give yourself a pat on the back um because you really are doing good work with this and i've i never said that initially before but you really do do great this, this is a service and it happens to be free it only costs you to be a subscriber 
and enjoy it, you know, like it and share it with your friends. But it's important that what you're doing. Well, I appreciate that. I very much appreciate that. So I, the, the idea behind these dog man sightings and cryptid encounters, you know, I have yet to see a dog man. I think I've been in the area of them. What's it like? What is the feeling like when you are in a dog man area? Take me through that. Okay. So Bigfoot, when you get into a Sasquatch area, I'm just going to use some tools here, right? These are trees, right? Sasquatch will cross them or they'll do the X or they'll do something, a lean-to or some kind of thing. Dogmen like to pull the whole damn tree out of the ground with roots and all, flip it upside down, and then they'll have it suspended up top like an umbrella. Their, their signs are totally different. And a lot of people, like a lot of the signs where, where they do make their presence known, um, one of our places in, in upstate New York, but like lower upstate, um, it's rather impressive to see. It's right next to power lines, which is usually, in my opinion, a great way of vehicle for these cryptids to walk, you know, unhindered to go back and forth with things. Um, but you see this and then you can't not see it and think, what the heck did that? Um, it's, it's an awe-inspiring type of thing. It's like, it, it's unnerving. Like, that's not natural. Why is this tree upside down? Why are the roots in the air? And it's not one of those things where you'd say like, oh, it's natural, you know, fall. Um, this is literally physically pulling a tree out of the ground, roots and all, and have it there. But when you're in the presence of this creature, um, it's really unnerving. It's just, it's probably one of the most, I guess, scariest points you could be. In a situation, you know, like you, you just walk through the woods and you come across something that's, you know, eight feet tall, nine feet tall, looks like a giant, you know, werewolf. And th- there's not more you can say about it other than I don't want to be there. And I never in my life wanted to believe that these things were real. But like I said before, you interview people, you talk to people, you hear the stories, you have an experience. And, you know, a lot of the experiences for me, when, when I get into an area where it's just not going to go right, or I need to be moving from that spot or that situation on any investigation, I get the goose pimples. And when they shoot up and you just get that feeling up your spine, that's like, that's what it's like to be with the dog man. It's constant, like, I, I need to go. I got to get out of here. It's not a place to be. Um, but part of what we do is that's what we're looking for. When, when you are going into those areas yeah, and you start getting that feeling, how far away from your research area are you starting to feel that energy? Um, I... What normally happens when we go and we're dealing with a dog man or a place of like high strangers, which where the the entities that are in the high strangers know that we're they know we're coming. You start getting like within a week or a week and a half out, you start getting these crazy dreams uh, of interactions, experiences, and it's not your psyche, you know, 
trying to psych you out on it. It's kind of hard to explain, but um, when we when we went on, we went we're going to this cemetery where there were known uh, a lot of a lot of unmarked graves there, three hundred plus, and I was getting these crazy like you know, upright cryptic, you know, werewolf dreams. And I'm like, what's going on? You know, like, why is this happening? And you start getting it. Um, and then you kind of blow it off like, oh, it's just a dream. But when you get there, it's the weirdest thing. And people say this about Bigfoot because I've, I've experienced this with Bigfoot too. The minute you get out of that car, they know you're there. You feel them. You feel like you're being watched. Like, like all those movies you see where, you know, they'll show a guy getting out of his car and they'll have that camera in the woods and it's kind of watching through the woods. That's exactly the feeling you get. You just know, like, you're not alone. And it's worse with the dog, man, because, uh, you know, I know what I'm coming up against. It, it's, it's not a pretty picture. It's, you know... Bigfoot is very impressive. It's massive. And, and again, they can destroy you at will. But in general, you know, you get that monkey-esque, you know, there's something a little bit more innocent about it versus this snarling big tooth, you know, dis disgustingness of a werewolf. It's like every movie. It's like American Werewolf in London. You know, like, that scene in that movie where they open the drapes and the werewolf comes out and it it's like that. It's just so intense and it's it's a suspense movie. Um and it gets you going up and down. So if you're having like, you know, if you if you didn't have any sleep, you're gonna be up pretty quick because it's you, you're always on your feet um with those creatures. It's tension. It's immediate tension is what you're saying. Yeah, I, I mean that's basically it. It's it's from the start to the end, and actually, there's been a couple of times when we were so close to these. You know, you get glimpses sometimes. You don't always get. You know, on an investigation, you don't always get a glimpse. You don't. You'll get a whiff more so than you'll get a sighting. And we always have cameras going, so we're trying to take pictures. But that's you know that's like hitting the lottery. Okay, in general, there's this. It's it's like the atmosphere changes and like a summer rain, like when a storm's coming, it's, you feel the pressure building and feel it and feel it and it gets worse. And then you get like, you know, antsy, you know, it, it's, 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 it's insane. Uh, the smell is really a bad part of it. Once you start smelling stuff, it smells like a skunk meets like a, a taxi driver in New York City which means, you know, like some dead, raw, rotten flesh. You oh, know? my. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you, so Donnie. With, with that tension that, that yeah. comes aboard, okay, because I have felt that what seems like that a couple of times, okay, and it's not comfortable. Yep. It's not comfortable no. whatsoever. How come they don't show themselves? How come they're sending these signals out to you to get the hell out of the area, but they're not showing themselves physically? Well, I always go back to the same thing about human beings. We're not the nicest 
animals in the block. Yeah, the dogmen's physically, 99% of them are physically grotesque. You know, they'll scare the crap out of you. But humans have perfected the way to kill you or hurt you or harm you. And they know that when they're dealing with humans, and I think they're very aware of who their humans are and who they size you up like any type of mugger or criminal. Criminals will look at a crowd and they'll know exactly who they're going to hit because they can just, they can detect it. And when they, when they size you up now, when I go out, first of all, when I do the woods thing, I'm always with somebody for secure, you know, security and safety purposes. You can get hurt, whatever you need, somebody get help. But like when Al and I go into a situation, I mean, it looks like the cops are coming. I mean, we're, we're not, you know, we're pretty, pretty much a wall coming in there. We do exude a certain, like, you know what, if you're going to mess with us, we're going to mess back. So I think with these creatures, they know also that if they, if they harm a human being, that they, they're going to get repercussions from it. I, I thoroughly believe, and this is specifically the dogman creature, not as much the Bigfoot, but with the dogman creature. I, I really do believe in, and I've heard this and I've seen it through time and time again, different recollections, stories, whatever experiences. Somehow these dogmen work as almost like a collective. And I use the demo, I use the example, remember in Star Trek, we are the Q, we are the collective. If what happens to one seems to be knowledge and known by all for some strange reason, and I don't know if that goes back to a common or a universal consciousness throughout or that, that connecting bind through these creatures or not, but it seems like they know, you know, that so-and-so killed somebody um, or they may have a gun. I think they could think they could tap into your, your own consciousness and know exactly what you're up to. They also know what you're probably holding on to. Right. You know, Butch, Butch, love you to death, Butch. I, I've been having Butchisms all freaking week because I'm tired of all these damn... When you travel for business, do you like to nab a window seat or opt for the aisle to ensure a faster getaway? Do you stay at an uptown hotspot with a modernist chef or a homey hotel that's famous for grandma's cooking? However you choose to hit the road, you can earn five times points on flights and prepaid hotels booked on AmexTravel.com with an American Express Business Platinum card. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash business dash platinum. Amex Business Platinum. Built for business by American Express. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Uh, you know, dogman, you know, blob pictures. I mean, I, I would love to have just heard what Butch would have said. He would have ripped people a new, you know what? But, um, you know, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It, it's the, these creatures are just, they're really more aware of what's going on. They're smarter. They're smarter than anything else. And they know it. And they, they, 
I think they prey off that fear. That's why they mess with people. They'll go to your house and they'll look in your window and they'll scratch on your door trying to get you out. You know, these, these creatures can knock down through any door. It doesn't matter what it is. Why, why do they mess with you? It's the psyche of it. They know they've got you. And once they've got you, you can do whatever they want to, to you. You know, but there are certain individuals that they know that if they mess with you, they're, you're going to be dead. You know, who knows? They mess with a park ranger. I guarantee you they're going to have, uh, you know, military come in and do a sweep of the woods. Very true. And I've even heard, Brian, and I don't know if you've heard about this, but allegedly there are monster teams out there that go out and hunt down these dogman creatures. I heard of a team coming out of the U.S. that was going into some provincial park in Ontario to try and wrangle up a, a few of these creatures. Have you heard anything about these dogman teams, these killing teams? I talked to a person. I can't tell you their name because um, we do take confidentiality that was military based that was that was their task they were like he said we're like the x-files of the military it's a small unit all trained trained in like navy seals special forces type of tactics and when certain events take place we are tasked to go in there and get rid of the problem or capture it dead or alive it doesn't matter and they go in, and they don't stop until they find what they want. Now, it's very interesting. Not that long ago, Colorado, one of the national parks there was closed. And they closed it immediately. They closed off, um, I think it was like a 30-mile radius. You couldn't go into any of the woods there. And there were reports of the black helicopters the feds were there, the FBI was there, the military was there. They cordoned off a whole park, and there were black helicopters that were going throughout the night in the area and doing what they were doing. Now, from what I understand, there was a murder of a couple of people in that state or, or federal park over in, in Colorado, and... It happens all the time. People get murdered, you know, on a daily basis. But what requires the military to come in and patrol the skies for, you know, 48 hours? I mean, they had tons of troops in there. Something was going on. Yeah, I've heard of these teams. Yeah. I, now, I have, through Jody Cook from the North American Dogman Project, uh, I know him and I did a, a, a real, real in-depth show uh, a couple of years ago regarding this and there were a yep. couple of veterans who who heard the show and actually reached out to Jody to tell them one of them actually uh, said do not reply to me these teams are real yep. and if you try to reply to me I will not respond but yep. 
and, and then he met someone else who apparently worked on one of these teams that because Brazil allegedly has a lot of Anubis type creatures and aliens running around the Amazon and through their their towns and in the darker seedier areas of the towns and they have yep. they they call in the Americans to come in, these American it's almost like a delta force to come in there and wipe out these creatures. I've I've learned a long time ago because I've gotten I've gotten a phone call. I will get text messages and I will get um, text messages, picture messages from people that need to remain nameless. And um, usually, when I get a message from somebody or a phone call, and the caller ID comes up, it's not called no caller ID. It's zero 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 zero. Zero, 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 zero. All zeros. And I know the minute I pick up that phone, I'm talking to someone within the government that does not want you to know who they are. And I've, I've actually had that conversation of, of a gentleman, like I told you before, um, special forces type of thing. They, they deal a lot with military bases within the U.S., that are experiencing um, an uptick of these creatures appearing uh, within the perimeter or sometimes trying to get within the base and they're tasked to go in and kill it and get rid of it. And I think partially why some of these bases, and I never got an answer, I asked, I said, could it be possible that the government has captured a couple of them and the ones that are around the perimeter are trying to rescue their, you know, family member. And I just got no comment. So that's where everybody who says that the government's building these super soldiers and they created them. I don't think they created any of it. I think what the government saw was uh, a creature that has some innate abilities to appear physical, flesh and blood, and then disappear um, through other means because it's innate ability, just like I believe Bigfoot. And they're trying to capture these things and figure out how or reverse engineer it and how to use it in their soldiers, if not clone it and make their own. So, yeah, I, I, it's it's really weird. This is what I'm trying to say to you is like, I didn't want to believe this subject. When you start getting contacted with people that are telling you, you know, I can tell you my clearance. I can tell you where I've worked. You can confirm this if you ask, you know, they'll give me certain information, say, you know, anybody in the military, you ask them about X, Y, and Z, they'll say, yeah, that's real, and that's a valid, and this, you know, there's no fame here. There's no fortune. So unless, you know, they're BSing me, which I don't think they are because I've confirmed a lot of this stuff, they're on a team tasked to kill these things or get rid of them. Right. And it's right. global. We got three minutes to go before we got to go to break sure. here at the, uh, where are we here? At the top of the hour. Hour. You know, sometimes, Brian, I get confused between the top and bottom of the hour. That's for sure. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, I want to ask you, Dogman, you, you've had a couple of encounters with this creature, you know, Take us through what it's like to see one of these things. Um, well, two different experiences. One of the experiences was very unexpected. 
and in the light it was in, it looked like a it looked like a giant marmaduke, or you know a Scooby Doo if you've ever seen them in silhouette. You know the big twenty ears. You could see how big this type of creature, you know, this animal is, and it was a lot more innocent. The problem was, you know, you see the yellow eye shine, which is very odd for, for you know, new, normally eye shine is not the yellow. It's not that amber color. And just the sheer size of it, your brain's not like, holy crap, this is really big, you know. And that was an innocent one. It was like, okay. And then when it disappears, it lowers itself. And you're like, again, the goose pimples kind of came up. Time to go. You go. There been a, a another time where you just you're in the woods looking, you know, just on either on a hike or a nature hike or um, which I've done during this whole last two and a half years, and then you see something like peeking out from a tree uh, in upstate New York, and you have your family there, and you see the ear, and you see this blackness. Um, that's unnerving. Because I'm now worried about them. I can't alert them to the fact that there's a seven-foot monster, you know, about 50 yards out. And I don't want them there, so I'll fake something. I'll get out. It's very, um, like you said, aggravating or agitating. It's just, you you just want to go. But, um, again, I'm always curious why, you know, they're paying attention to me. But why aren't they? They could kill us in a second. They can kill you in a second and not leave you alive. I don't know why they, they don't, but maybe they know something or someone's up ahead that I, I don't know about. You know, maybe there's a Sasquatch up there that's not going to allow that to happen for some reason because that's happened in the past. Do they run in packs? I believe the dogmen run at least two, two at a time and if you have packed for the most part. But if you have one in front of you, there's one coming up from behind you. Either you're you're three, you're six, or you're nine. They're coming. There's no instance where they. I'm sorry, they're not solos. None of them. All right, Brian. I'm going to get you to hold on right there. When we return, we're going to get into more Dogman, Sasquatch. In the bottom of the hour, we'll get more into UFOs, aliens, and paranormal. Brian Bowden, researcher, monster hunter, paranormal enthusiast, UFO experiencer, and the man. With literally 8,401 podcasts simultaneously running. How is he here? We don't know. He should be broadcasting somewhere. Spaced Out Radio continues with the Monster Talk when we return for hour number two next. All right, let's turn things over to Dirty Filth and uh, see what he's up to here. I'm going to step away for a couple of seconds here. Me too. Yeah. That's good. Dirty, it's your time to shine. Don't forget to turn your microphone on this time. And we all saw the cat jump up, and that wasn't Blob. (laughs) No, that was temporarily named Codename Roscoe. And the orange one is Codename Bowser. They're new to the orchestra. They haven't figured out their stuff yet. Sweet. Once they get a severe beating and understand how everything works, they'll be fine. Whiskey and Blob are totally unimpressed. And uh, my feet are being shredded apart by small kittens. Should have worn my chainmail boots. 
there he goes. Where's he going? I don't know. Well, I gotta wait for this stuff to dry here, so I guess I'll just ramble the people. What have you got here? Yes, always good to see you, Jessica S. Hi, Steve Wolf. Hi, Vaughn Patrick. Oh, he's back. Stop talking about him. Abe Trav. I don't know if I can find them. I'm not sure if it's Abe or Abe. I couldn't tell you. It seems Japanese to me. And I can't find the kittens. They're all over the place. Whiskey and Blob are downstairs piled on top of Mrs. Phil. Okay, I'm going to try to capture one. One second. Capture the Roscoe. There it is. Oh, don't drink that. Yeah, well. He's a little ruddier. Yep. Cat. Hello, lovey love. I think I forgot to say hi to you. It actually works out pretty good because they just kind of beat each other up. And Whiskey and Blob are all okay. So anyways, I'm drawing a cartoon. It's called The Stalker. It's the it's the snowman that stalks people. And he uses... It's like a horror movie character I thought of when I was like 14. So basically he stabs people with icicles and stuff. And it's a really cheesy movie I, I thought up. And I'd totally love to make it one day if I could ever get in... Complete gong show at my house now. That's all right. It's almost done. I used a little bit too much black on the on the coal for the stalker. Thanks, baby boy. I appreciate the kind words. Your first cat was called Whiskey. Well, Maggie, M10. That's actually Whiskey's original name was Nix. And it just sounds like she smokes way too many cigarettes and has way too much whiskey when she meows. You can hear it from a mile away. So we just kind of switched over and called her Whiskey. And thus is Whiskey's uh, origin tale. And I cleaned up this stuff. And I can't find the pen that I want to use. Terrible. Blob used to be a big, fat, fat, fatty McFatterton, Pam Smith. But she sleeps upstairs... Food is on the middle floor, and then the 
litter boxes in the basement. So she's got a she's got a long way to go. And they also go outside and harass all the other animals in the neighborhood. But it's not minus five thousand outside. <laughs> minus five thousand. Nice. That's Canadian, so Yeah. Playing some playing some tunes for us there, Mr. Bowden. I'm just messing around while waiting. <laughs> That's fine, I appreciate that. Sundown. All right, hi, Chris. Team, good to see you. Hi, Judy Wheeler. Thanks for joining us. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have in here? We have... Uh, who else came in late? Anybody? Margie O. Nice to see you. I like that. No animals were hurt in the making of this podcast. That's right. Thank you tonight to Pam Smith, Donnie, Samantha, NoCal, TMI, Monica, Ange, Michael... Uh, Jeff, Lara, T2E, and Chris for the super chats. Very much appreciate the love. Here we go with hour number two, everyone. You're listening to Spaced Out Radio with Dave Scott. Follow Dave on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio and on Facebook Spaced Out Radio Show. Hour number two of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Thank you so much for joining us. We very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Densete. Densete is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We want to give a big shout out to all of our listeners tonight as we hit a milestone on our YouTube channel, hitting 20,000 subscribers who tune on in and listen to this show, whether it's live or recorded. Thank you so much for your love and support and to Primate Yoga for being our 20,000th subscriber. We very much appreciate that. Now onwards to 50,000. It's going to be a big push, but we'll see where it goes. And we're going to keep working hard for you guys and your entertainment needs as well when it comes to all the topics of the woo. 
Brian Bowden is our guest tonight on Spaced Out Radio. He's a monster hunter. He's a paranormal investigator. He's an experiencer. And we've been talking about Dogman here. And, Brian, we got a ton of questions that are lining up for you from our audience here. I'm going to get to them momentarily. But right before the break, we were talking about the idea of of this monster called Dogman. I mean, we're talking about a 7 to 9, 10-foot creature here that looks like a werewolf. Do we have any understanding at all of what or where this creature may come from or what it's all about? I, I don't, I don't think we do. We, we do have, you know, from my, my uh, buddy, the crypto gurus, the fossil records and stuff. We, we talk about um, these dog esque kind of uh, creatures appearing in uh, folklore throughout the, the world. Um, we have the Anubis character from ancient Egypt which is looks a heck of a lot like what a dogman would look like in person, especially the super soldier ones. But I don't think we have like, I, I, I just, I don't even think it's something that that's made up, you know, we, like the totem or, you know, like we are just put it out there and you, and you make these, these apparitions appear. This is something that seems to have been on this planet or within our realm for uh, millions of years. It's just been around. It's very interesting. Um, there's a, a, a show on uh, another network, a TV show on uh, Netflix with Graham Hitt, um, Hitchcock. Um, Graham Hancock. And, uh, I mean, Hancock, sorry. I was doing something with Hitchcock earlier, and it, it's there. But he did something with Atlantis. He was talking about maps. And on one of the maps, um, which is an old map of... of Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Vacations are supposed to be easy, right? Lots of stress-free time spent on the beach with a drink in hand, making memories that will last a lifetime. So booking a vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. They offer easily bookable vacation packages with exclusive nonstop vacation flights to your favorite vacation destinations. Explore deals to top-rated resorts like Ryu Hotels and Resorts and plan your vacation with ease. It's like turning on easy mode. Get started at applevacations.com today of a piece of 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 land that landmass that was pretty much off of of florida near near the caribbean in cuba on the map is is a very weird image there's a is a painting drawn it's very it's a very accurate map for the time frame and there seems to be a upright cane canine like joining hands with something that looks like a hairy human being like a Bigfoot and a Dogman, you know, hanging out with each other. And it's the same thing with you. you the question you have for, for where the Dogman comes from is the same thing. Where does Bigfoot come from? You know, you want to call it Sasquatch. I like to call them Bigfoot. So where do they come from? And I'm, I'm doing some research on this. I don't have a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch, you know, or, or a Dogman in my possession to kind of, you know, look over, but there's a lot of characteristics within each that's very similar. And 
I'm going to throw something out there that people are going to drive. They're going to go nuts when I say it. Might they be connected? Might they be part of some grand um, species of something that over time has morphed or, you know, split like a gene splitting? And now you have the humanoid thing mixed with, you know, and you have a dog-based thing or a more animal-based thing. So, but no one knows the answer to that. We don't know where these things come from or why. Uh, we just don't know at this point. Are you surprised we're no closer to any answers? N- not totally surprised. I think a lot of what we're going to learn and a lot of stuff, it's coming down the line very close to it. It's going to help us. Uh, quantum quantum mechanics, quantum physics is going to help us to understand there are things in this world that exist in places where you see nothing. So, for example, we're going to be able to, to develop some kind of lens that has a quantitative quality to it or it sees things quantitatively and can decipher it. And if you apply this filter or lens onto your camera, you'll actually see things in the room that exist on a different frequency or plane or universe because it'll be able to break it down. I really do believe that technology will be here. And I think that if you, you know, eventually, if you run some of the old footage that we've caught on film, like hard film or or even digital, um, it may reveal things that were there that you weren't even aware were standing right next to you. See, that just amazes me. You know, like I do believe that there is something very special about Sasquatch. I really do believe that. And, you know, whether it's interdimensional, whether it's supernatural, I don't know as of yet. Okay. But I, I am leaning that way. As I've stated right. on this show numerous times, you know where I uh, where I kind of get confused with it is how do these creatures ha- seem to have so much power, h- hiding ability, you know, cloaking, you know, disappearing like right. they're there one second and the next second they're not. I mean, granted, I mean I've been in the forest, dude, where where there's moose standing right in front of us. And you don't see them until all of a sudden they move. Right. Right. Well, right. I mean, and, and this is this is where it gets into. This is where I went from. You see, as a research investigator for so many years, you have these hypotheses, right? And then, you know, you have these 50 million questions going on in your head or theories or ideas, concepts. Then you go out into a field and you're investigating and something takes place and you can say, OK, cool. Let me reassess. Well, in 2015, I had an experience at a lake, and I was alluding to it, that we had an encounter with a Bigfoot, a bipedal cryptid Bigfoot. It's guaranteed Bigfoot. Very massive, very large. Um, It was at night, and it was very, you know, we didn't see it. We we felt the movement of the the ground shaking when it would walk. We, We heard the reverberation in our chest when it whooped. And it went from where we were in this lake, which is, you know, to get to the top of this lake where we were, you're talking about two miles worth of of travel. 
okay? And there's two roads around this lake. The road we took, the path we took, is the path you can travel. It's not crazy. There's a couple of rock out, you know, but it's rock problems, but not major. Whereas the right side of the lake is you can't pass it. It's a goat trail. It's worse than a goat trail. You're going to get yourself killed if you don't know what you're doing. And that cryptid, it gave us three whoops that night. It was no more than 20 feet from us. It went whoop, whoop. And the third whoop in an instant was at the other end of the lake because we can hear the sound difference. The only way that creature can go from point A to point B, and I was I was, I was questioning about this the other night, could have been a second one. Probably could have been a second one. Who knows? But there was nothing really that said to me there was a second one there. It was the same vocalization, the same frequency, the same tone. Everything changes, even if you have multiple of things and they can mimic people. There's always a little nuance about it that's different. There was nothing different about it. Whoop, whoop, two miles down, whoop. The only way that that creature, that large, could go that, that passageway in the pitch black without knocking over trees, making a racket, is if you opened up a port or a portal, stepped into it there, and came out there. Now, again, let's go back to science. Let's, let's start throwing some science there. I'm not a scientist. I did study science. Studied physics and astronomy and engineering. Um, so we know that when you have energy, and energy is converted into a different form of energy, okay, which it can do, it, you expend energy or you need more energy to treat the, the transformation. Also, when one form of energy transfers to another form of energy, there's usually, uh, I would call a popping or a burst. And they've done tons of experiments when they're transferring molecules from one format to another and energy from one to another, that you'll get like a flash, a little flash, or there's so much energy being you know used that there's a pop, there's like a reaction. And with Bigfoot, and I've seen this before in many films and many documentaries. I've even talked to Jay Patochin about this. Um, when this creature is here, it has the ability to be physical flesh and blood. And when it needs to or, or wants to leave, or it can convert its physical energy, the molecular structure of itself, into a different form. And that form usually is some kind of light-based form. That is why... In the woods, people report, in my opinion, all these strange lights and effects with Bigfoot or orbs because the creature has created itself and changed it from a physical form of, of material into an electronic form or electrical, which is an orb. It's an energy source. And at that point, it can change itself and go interdimensional because it changes its molecular structure again. And I think you can operate on three different lengths, you know, from interdimensional to um, physical, interdimensional, as well as that mid-range where it's converting into one to the other. That is the only way that you're walking in on a lake up in Canada and you're following these, you know, 16, 17-inch tracks into the middle of the lake and then it disappears or in the woods. Or, you know, 
you have this rustling and the next thing you know, you see something and it's gone. That's the only way to explain it. Now, people are going to say, oh, that's science fiction crap. You just made it up. I'm like, no, I'm not making it up. We, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a really good valid theory because we've been able to do that. Take something that is physical change its molecular structure and transform it from here to the to space and then have it come back and reform like a transporter so if a transporter in theory and in science can be replicated why can't a creature do it let's get to some audience questions here sure and let's start with lily pond have you ever heard of aliens disguising themselves as cartoon characters when they take children <sighs> Yes. Um, a <laughs> cartoon characters are characters that, that kids see or people see in media. Um, a great example is my partner in crime. Um, I'll give you an example that his, his daughter's screaming that the, Dorothy is taking their brother, her brother. And what basically happened was there was an abduction taking place by an alien and the child saw Dorothy from the wizard of Oz at her window. And the other child confirmed that there was Dorothy's there. So I've heard of that. I've actually heard of, this is really bizarre. Um, I've heard people say SpongeBob has visited them. I've heard, you know, of course you get like, like a, like a bird or it looks like, um, from SpongeBob, uh, Mr. Squidworth. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With CheapCaribbean.com, you can get more food, more drinks, and more fun for less money on your all-inclusive beach vacation. Like bottomless margaritas? Yes, and... Going snorkeling whenever I want? Yes, and... Moonlight dance parties? Yes, and... Loaded fajita nachos? Yes, and... All the daiquiris I can drink. You can say yes and to everything when you take a next-level beach vacation at Barcella Resorts in Mexico in the Caribbean with CheapCaribbean.com coming to visit them and other characters. Yeah, this is, it's very, very common because I, I don't think these creatures are dumb or these, these aliens, these species are dumb. They, they're doing something, but they also understand, and it's not an emotional thing. They just know that, uh, you know, grease makes it easier to pull something than without grease on the wheel. And they try to make it easier or less uh, traumatic for the child when taking them. So a cartoon character doing it. For the longest time, my oldest child, she never admits to any of this stuff whatsoever, but she was scared out of her mind because Wawa Wubsy came to her room. And if you've ever seen that cartoon, that is the buggiest cartoon in the world. She couldn't watch the cartoon. It freaked her out that bad. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Skip to Malou, who has three questions for you. 
We'll give her sure. the we'll give her the hat trick here tonight. All right, Malou is asking, do they have with you to? I'm I'm not sure I understand this one, uh, or this one here. Sorry, what do you have with you on a search? Oh, when I'm going on an investigation. Okay, so ninety nine percent of the time I have um, my FLIR. The FLIR, which is, you know, the full, you know, FLIR camera. I have a full spectrum camera. I have a UV light. And um, as far as equipment's concerned, I always have an EMF meter, some kind of meter. Now I've been using a frequency generator. I use those. I have Tibetan singing bowls. I have um, sage and other uh, religious artifacts uh, with a belief in what I'm carrying. And as far as um, I have a great, I, I'm trying to consolidate what I take so I don't have to bulk up the whole time. But I have a psionic, I believe it's called psionics camera. It's a it's a monocular type of camera that can see in zero light. Um, and it records video and audio. It's amazing. And that's what I usually take on me uh, on most investigations. Of course... I also have a video camera and I try to record on the front as well as the back. I have like almost like a police officer camera, but I'm changing to, there's another unit. It's a very small piece. I don't have it yet. And it, it records 360 degrees, audio, video, night, the whole thing for about 74 hours. And I'm putting it, I, I will have it behind me. So I don't, I can actually do what I want and do the investigation and no one will be wiser. It doesn't look anything like a camera. And the reason why I have that is um, a lot of times when you're in the woods and you're walking this way, you're facing forward, there's a lot of stuff going on behind you that you should be really paying attention to. And Very a lot true. of people, yeah, I think this guy, Scott Carpenter, he's proved that numerous times. So I'm trying to take things that are, um, new technology but also old technology and we're trying to now work with regular film cameras because um my theory is and this goes back to the transformation from physical bigfoot or cryptid into interdimensional the reason why i think a lot of these cameras and these people's equipment gets drained so quickly is the creature is using that energy to help them either stay in in a camouflage or transfer, you know, from physical to uh, uh, other molecular structure. And I, I think that I want to have something that has no electronics in it, like one of those regular plain old, plain real film cameras. You know, think about this. Why in this entire time has the Patterson footage, which I believe hands down is the greatest footage ever, it can't why has it never been debunked or why has nobody had anything equivalent to that for the most part for a while? And and I think the reason is it didn't use any electronics in it. It was purely uh, the old school. It was film on, you know, something that you wound up. It was very minimal electronics. You had to adjust the, the lens yourself. So there's no way to manipulate that. All right, let's move on to another question from Skip to Malou. What smells do these creatures have? What does a dog man smell like? 
Well, you what do they like? Okay, dog mint smells. Um, the one I met up close and personal had a musky, wet dog slash little skunky smell to it. It was it was thick. Um, I've seen some uh, some of the other ones that I've seen. And this is in dogman relationship. I literally, it smells like a skunk. Uh, 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 Bad cab in New York City during the summer, which is really musky butter odor, and um, like rotten flesh, like something's dead. It's really dis- it. It's so overpowering and pungent. You just don't want to be anything near about uh, near it at all. Now the Bigfoot, on the other hand, um, I I. Never really got any type of um, smell of like a rotten flesh, but there's definitely this musky, really skunky, like there's a point where you have a skunk spray and it's kind of palatable. And then it gets like really like there's like a like an inner workings of that skunk spray that is just like the pure, uh, pardon the expression, the hashish of skunk spray. It's just thick and it, it happens. You know, a couple other times I've had, uh, in relationship to Bigfoot, we've had like this floral scent come, like lilac or or honeysuckle, and it, that throws you off because it just wafts over you. You're like, "What's this?" And then you see something that's not as large. I don't know if it's a female or if it's if it's a, a young. You know, uh, uh, Sas- Bigfoot Sasquatch, but I've seen that, um, and that's what I get from those things. I mean, it's not that bad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's continue on here as we go to Bad Comp No Donut. Dave, can you please ask Brian if you carry a weapon in self defense? We got one minute. Yes. So I, um, Previously, I didn't have any firearms in New York State. It was difficult, but, uh, and I can go into a little bit after the the minute, I do carry machetes and um, knives. So I will carry, um, and a flare gun, actually. So I have about three machetes on me, one on my back, one across my chest, one on my side. I have a couple of uh, survival knives and a flare gun, and I use the flare gun uh, for one, for signaling if anybody gets hurt. And also as a, as a deterrent, uh, you know, you could actually shoot at a bear or something and it gives you a couple extra moments to get the hell out of there. And something new that I, I, I was using also is a non-lethal uh, air pistol that shoots um, talc balls as well as pepper balls. Um, it's, it's, it's zoo grade. So that if you do come across something, you need to get out quick. Um you're going to distract them with the shot of the pepper spray. Brian Bowden, we have him for another 30 minutes here on Spaced Out Radio. A plethora of questions from our audience to get through. It's a great night talking monsters and creatures. We'll try and mix in some aliens next as well on Spaced Out Radio. Stay tuned. Yes, sir. This is going by way too fast. All right, thank you. I appreciate that. I guess I'm going to tell you right now, 
I have an eight o'clock in the morning interview with a UFO somebody. I, I don't even know. Oh, uh, you'll, you'll you'll get there. You'll get there. <laughs> no, no, it's it's really funny. My wife's like, "What? You're going to be dead to the world. You're going to be a cranky son of a bitch." And I'm like, "Damn straight, I am." <laughs> well, you know what? I, I'll, I'll tell you what I'm excited about. I'm excited about meeting you in Las Vegas next year for our second oh, yeah. annual Vegas fan party, May 19th through 21st of the Golden Nugget. So get yep. get this, dude. You, you've been to a number of conferences. You know how much they charge. Yeah. Okay. Like three, four hundred bucks a weekend. Some of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. So for for a, a full weekend of hanging out with us. Right. Sixty bucks. I know. I, and, I saw it. So what you posted. And a hundred bucks for VIP. Okay. Which comes with a swag bag. Cool. And. I'm telling you, we're going to have a good time. The Friday night, we're going to have a VIP get-together, and then we're all going to end up partying together at the Golden Nugget somewhere. That's awesome. We're also going to have a up to seven-hour YouTube show on the Saturday. Yes. Yeah. Where, yes. Where all of the fans who come on in, we're going to have banners up there. So if you want your photo taken with Brian or you want to have a private conversation with Brian about monsters or things that you saw or any of our special guests that will be there, you can go. And you just do that. After, yes, sir. After that, we're going to have a get-together and all hang out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Want to stop engine problems before they start? Pick up a can of Seafoam Motor Treatment. Seafoam helps engines start easier, run smoother, and last longer. Trusted by millions every day, Seafoam is safe and easy to use in any engine. Just pour it in your fuel tank. Make the proven choice with Seafoam. Available everywhere automotive products are sold. Seafoam! From there, uh, sometime during the weekend, we are going to have Carter Bouchard the Bigfoot hunter out of Missouri, he's going to actually set up the first spaced out radio poker tournament in the poker hall there at the Golden Nugget. Yeah. We're going to have, I believe, after the uh, YouTube live show, we're going to do a Skywatch. We're going to, I believe that uh, there's a number of people who want to do a Skywatch, and uh, we're going to do that. That'll be by donation. For uh, Misha Johnson and Melinda Leslie, and Tim Senor is going to be there as well. Uh, that's so cool. He'll take you out of the city, so you might need an Uber or something like that. And uh, what else are we going to do? Otherwise, it's just to hang out and have fun weekend and party with your fellow listeners. Your your all of our hosts from Spaced Out Radio are going to be there. You know, I I haven't got a I'm list. Of, I haven't got a list of names. Yet of who is coming, who I do know is coming, 
is uh, Merle. Merle's going to be there. Uh, I believe Grant. Merle. I believe Grant Cameron is coming. Thank God. Uh, Lorian Fenton, Melinda Leslie, uh, Jim Goodall, which means that Michael Schratt will likely be there, just like last year. Carter Bouchard, awesome. uh, Bigfoot Hunters, uh, Nate and uh, Hallmark Rudd. Okay, yes. they're they're going to be there. Science Bob's going to be there. Uh, who else is going to be there? Uh, UFO Garage. Uh, UFO Garage is going to be there. Nicole Sackage is going to be there. Um, who else? I, I've got a bunch of names. I got to I got to start writing them all down because uh, it, it's going to rock people. It really is going to rock. And uh, you get to hang out with some of our favorite guests that have been on Spaced Out Radio. And uh, for more information, you can go to our website. We have an email address down there. Uh, I am going to try and work on uh, getting a hotel accommodations figured out, okay, to see if we can yep. get a, a block of, of rooms. So if I could block, say, 20, 30 rooms, those people, first come, first serve, man. You know, but we want to see all of you there. I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to be making a list here very soon of the people that uh, I've invited to to come join us. And I want to see all of you guys there. Uh, hopefully, uh, George Knapp will make it this year. He couldn't last year. I will be reaching out to him uh, for this year. And uh, hopefully he can uh, make it on out with us because that would be freaking awesome. Freaking awesome. Yeah. That would be great. I'm thinking a T-shirt that said, with your mug on it, that said, I- I've got spaced out with Dave. Well, I've already got the logo made. I've already got the logo made. Uh, hold on. Cool. Hold on here. Uh, thank you to, to Smithy, Jeff, Lara, T2E, Chris, Ange, Monica, TMI, NoCal, Samantha, Donnie, and Pam Smith for the Super Chats tonight. You can shop at our Spaced Out Radio store. Uh, which is on our website. And here we go with the next half hour, everyone. the halfway point of Spaced Out Radio tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. We very much appreciate it. want to remind you that if you've missed portions of this show or others, check out our free archives by going to youtube.com forward slash Spaced Out Radio. Do old Davey the favor. Hit that subscribe button. Our website is spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire, check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. We continue on talking monsters all night long. Brian Bowden is here, the man with 4,889 podcasts rolling at once. He's launching a new one on Christmas Day as well, all about the spirit of Christmas. We look forward to it. Brian, thank you so much for being with us tonight, my man. It's a pleasure. You know that the December 5th was uh, Krampusnacht, where Krampus comes, and Krampus works with uh, Old St. Nick take care of those kids that have been bratty. Krampus is not a, a pretty... I mean... Talk about a, 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 a something that was bizarre, you know, looks kind of like uh, 
uh, a dogman meets uh, a ram. <laughs> yeah, he's an but, ugly cuss, that's for sure. Well, hey, let's yeah. let's get to some audience questions here, man, because sure. this is going to eat up a lot of time here. Uh, Kurt asks, and I like this question, how do you vet the people giving you this inside information? Is Rick Doty vouching for them? <laughs> um, well, I, I, again, like I said, I learn sometimes by the caller ID. Um, I, I have I have a lot of different friends and family members in different organizations, and um, there are certain I've I know certain uh, terms that they use that are not used publicly. And I've heard these terms come back to me. So it kind of adds to the validity, but you are correct. You can't always vet anybody and everybody. And yeah, I could hack in, in, in a PBX box and make whatever caller ID I want. But the details involved and the information I get, they always say, I know, you know, it always involves proof. And they will prove it some way, shape, or form through it telling you that you're going to see X, Y, Z in the next couple of days or, you know, look for a certain thing that no one's paying attention to. And it, it comes to fruition. We do vet everybody. We also have a, a couple of psychics that we use. And I know some people may not believe in them, but um, these, these individuals are absolutely outstanding and good. And they... They help us vet some of these people, say, was this a real call or was this BS? But on top of that, and I'm not tooting my own horn, but being born and raised in New York City and knowing the streets very well, you get a sixth sense for when someone's, you know, telling you the truth and the BS meter is flying. And Al and I have been pretty good about that. Um, I'll tell you also that when you get too close to subjects, you get contacted by people sometimes physically or you know you'll get messages to say keep out of this or don't do it now i haven't gotten any of those at this point but i know my partner in crime did got get stopped by two gentlemen that told him to stay the hell out of the the woods and get stay away from bigfoot and they weren't uh police officers it basically a men in black type of situation so until something like that happens to me, you know, I can only be proactive about it. I can contact people that I know and then, you know, ask their, their two cents and they look into certain things for me. And usually if it's government based and I contact the right people, it's not a secret. And somehow it gets back to these people and the other people may back off of me because I'm way too connected, I guess. Uh, but you can't always vet everybody. No, you know? very true. Very true. Yeah, the I only mean, thing you can do is really try your, your best at doing it. All right, let's go to Midnight or Midwest Night Watchers. How are these hit teams, these military teams, capturing or able to kill dogmen? Well, if it ble- I don't want to quote Arnold Schwarzenegger, but if it bleeds, it can be killed. Um, they can. I mean... You're, you're talking about military-grade weapons. You know, uh, just the the fifty alone, fifty caliber, it'll put a nice hole in your wall. Um, 
and you you uh, surround them, you attack them from multiple sides, and you're going to rip them to shreds. You're going to you're going to turn them into uh, you know dog food. As far as capturing them, I mean, you don't. I don't know what they're putting in their their weapons. So maybe they are putting in something in there that would knock it out or incapacitate it. Or if they've captured a couple of them, and they know that if you maintain a certain frequency or something, it incapacitates them in a certain way, and you can actually take them alive. That could be the case too. There are interferers in in signals. Um, we all experience that, you know, how many times have you been to a movie or a place where they put a jammer in so you can't use your cell phone? Same principle can be applied here if you know what you're looking for. Um, so, but I know that, you know, you get hit with, you know, six guys firing a hundred rounds each at you. You're, you're not walking out of there. You'll, you'll be carried out. Very true. Okay, let's move on to another question here. Uh, this one, okay, we already answered about protection. Let's go to Donna. Well, have have you yeah, yeah. have you ever seen a Bigfoot walk through a wall in your house? No, I have not. Um, I haven't seen anything like that. But um, there was, and I don't know where I heard. It. I don't know if it was I was talking to Butch or there was. There's an interesting. Uh, a tale that was told where there was a woman that lived off the grid and in the woods and um, basically um, she was being um, she was, there was a ruckus outside her door and it usually like they had coyotes and, and whatever and they would get into her food or her stuff make a mess or, or do cause her problems so she always had a, a firearm there and um this lady actually was ready, like had the firearm ready, ready to go out and blow some coyotes away, opened the door and there was standing in front of her was a Bigfoot. And she instantaneously shot it and put a hole in it. And from what the lady said, nothing, nothing but light came from that hole. So she said, and then I don't know if she passed out, but, uh, the feds were involved in, in this case. The police came and because of, of what was going on, because her brother lived a little bit down. And that's how the story got out. I think they have the ability to molecularly change and can go through anything. It's the same principle, like how do these ET, these grays, the worker bees, get into your locked home and, and take you out? Or the reports of people literally witnessing a woman moving seven stories or eight stories up in the air in New York City through the window of, you know, like, like the window wall of her apartment and, and hovering and then all of a sudden be taken up to a craft. They have to know a way to manipulate your molecular structure and convert you into material or, you know, molecule based that you can go through these things. So I, I still don't it. get it. I still do not get it, my man. I mean, that is just... It's, it's, but it's been seen before. You know, I haven't seen it with a Bigfoot, okay? And and I have a feeling they are capable to... I think they could open up a portal and appear in your home, okay? Appear out of nowhere. I mean, we've seen it. Things appearing out of nowhere. 
Um, but I always go to the grays because they're the ones that, that will go get you. They're the worker bees. They're the ones that are, we're talking about the little grays, not the, the taller grays. The little grays are like clones. They're worker bees. Go get that. Pick that up. They're the ones that crash the aircrafts. I mean, nine out of ten times are the drivers. They're not the brightest thing, but they have abilities to manipulate everybody and anybody. And maybe it has to deal with being able to go interdimensional, or maybe if you have a parallel you know, reality, you can straddle that mid-ground. I, I don't know, and I don't have answers for you, but it's it's... It's been seen and it's been done. I just haven't personally seen it myself like that. All right, let's continue on here with Christine. When they, the Sasquatch, whoop at you, is it a warning to get the heck out? No, I think it's 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 a it's a warning not for you to get out. It's a warning to alert the other uh, members of their their clan or their their group that there are intruders here. Now, in our case, there were three of us. And I believe the whoops were whoop, 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 one for each of us. And it was telling the other um, group that was on the other side of the river from us, not about 200 yards away from us on, at the other end of this point in the lake. There are three of them take the long way home. That's what I think it is. Now, if they want to warn you, Bigfoot is really good about warning you and Bigfoot will throw rocks at you and people love that some of the Bigfoot researchers love it because that's like um egging on a ghost to a certain degree go go one of two ways it either be a fantastic experience or you're going to have your butt handed to you and they'll throw rocks at you they'll try to like get out of here now, when you don't listen to that, they'll really make a ruckus. They'll rip trees. They'll take the trees. And we've seen videos like that recently of these huge, huge, you know, pine trees just being, you know, throttled around like it was nothing. If you don't leave after seeing a tree do that, well, good luck. You deserve to get what you get at that point. That is a huge warning. Sometimes they even come directly at you. They'll just come right at you. They're having a bad day or they're in a rut and they want to do something and you're in their way. They'll, they could probably even kill you if they want, but they'll definitely warn you. But it's, I don't think it's the whoops. What about wooing? Like I'm talking Ric Flair type wooing. <laughs> have you ever, have you ever been wooed at? No, I haven't, I haven't been wooed at. I would be a little bit nervous if I was getting wooed at by a Bigfoot. Um, I would be, it'd be like, uh, yeah, no, I would, I would, I don't know about that. Um, I do know that um, we've had women come on investigations or into locations, and some of the the younger ones have gone a bit like you know, gotten excited from the women being there and, you know, like monkey barking, it's it's called. You can hear it in the Sierra sounds. It's like, you know, it's like a, it's like a chimp getting excited or a gorilla. Right. It's really like, well, yeah. The reason why I ask is when we had our Sasquatch sighting back on the Canadian Thanksgiving weekend, Ooh. after that had happened, 
about 15, 20 minutes later, we heard, woo, right in the middle of the forest. There's nobody around us, Brian. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I haven't heard the woo, you know, like that, that Ric Flair woo. Um, but um, it does happen. And again, I think these vocalizations are are done specifically to alert others about the presence of something that shouldn't be there or a target. So if they're hunting and they're trying to uh, funnel their their kills a certain way, they'll do certain things because apparently, you know, um, the deer and, and the wild animals definitely react when there's a, a bigger predator there. And if you start wooing one side, you want to push something off. It's like, uh, like a yelling and a, you know, like a, yeah, yeah. You know, when you're trying to move the cattle along, it's the same principle, but yeah, I haven't heard that yet. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. We heard it twice that night, Brian. Twice. You got next time you go in the woods, just just keep a recorder on you. If you know you're going, just record it. Just keep it in your pocket. I mean, I know it's difficult to do. And you know, but if you can, it's, it's you'll you'll thank me later. You'll have that audio. You know? It'll be great. For sure. For sure. Okay, let's uh let's go over to another question from our audience. Let's take Sweet Tony D in the UK. Maybe Sasquatch also sees infrared and has the ability to actually see in the dark. Your thoughts? 100%. um, uh, The tapia uh, on a Sasquatch, it's very much like uh, a lemur. And I, I wrote a paper and I published it once. It's a very small piece on why none of these damn cameras work because, um, the Sasquatch can actually see the infrared light and the UV light. And if you think about this, uh, if you, if anybody's have a baby or knows somebody had a baby monitor, okay. And it's a pitch black room. You can see perfectly clear because there's a light being shined from the UV. If you took a camera in there with no flash and just took a picture, it'd be a perfect picture. It looked just exactly like you're seeing on the monitor because there's a light there. It's lighting up the subject. These Bigfoot have the ability to see that light, just like any other type of um, night night creature that, that is, can see in the dark. And I think the, the reason why, you know, they don't go anywhere near them is because they, they, one, they know what a camera is. They're not stupid. They don't want to be captured or caught or seen. And, you know, if you were in a dark room and also you saw this beam of light shoot down, you'd be like, okay. Uh, not going to go to that. I don't know what the heck that is. So you're going to avoid it. But yeah, 100%. And I think they have an extra lens within their eye that will flip down. That's why some people report when they do see their eyes, it's a, it's, um, it's darker than the rest. uh, Kind of like they're wearing a full contact lens. Right. Right. Okay. Let's move to another question here. And this one from Midwest. Again, do you think the Bigfoot makes a whoop sound when they use portals? They may. I mean, I don't know. They may make a whoop sound when they're um, entering to alert others that they're there. Um, and I think, like I said before, I I do believe that um, each clan or pod, whatever you want to call it, you know, mother, father, children 
I think they are very keyed into the the tone tonal range and the voicing of their their members because they would spent the longest time with them. So maybe they do do something or make a, a whoop and people know, oh, mom's here or dad's here or, you know, whatever to the rescue. Um, a case of evidence of that is many times you could a mother could be blindfolded and she can know her child uh, from physical touch without even seeing the child just touch it and know physically that's their child and also from the the sound the child makes so i would assume that if a mother could do it then a father could do it then the kids could do it in the reverse mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner with cheapcaribbean.com you can get more food more drinks and more fun for less money on your all-inclusive beach vacation like bottomless margaritas yes and going snorkeling whenever i want yes and moonlight dance parties yes and loaded fajita nachos yes and all the daiquiris i can drink you can say yes and to everything when you take a next level beach vacation at Barcella resorts in Mexico in the Caribbean with CheapCaribbean.com. All right. Pam is wondering, being in the health field for five years, where is the line between mental issues and knowing what we've seen and heard? Pam, I read your question before. I can't thank you enough for putting it out there. there, It is such a thin line, and I'll tell you, that I, I do things that, you know, and for their investigations, I've seen things. And having studied science, I'm not a scientist. I've studied it. But having studied things and knowing about logic and, like, you see this eight, nine-foot dog werewolf creature, and your brain's like, okay, am I having a nervous breakdown? Am I having an acid flashback? you know, from when I was a kid or whatever, it's very difficult phase. And especially anybody that has any type of um, premonition abilities or foresight or uh, call it psychic, whatever it is, uh, especially if you have clear audio when you can hear people talking that are dead and you know they're dead, um, you can see apparitions or these things. Um it's a difficult, there's a fine line there. And I think the people that aren't mentally ill or have a mental issue are questioning what they're hearing. They'll go to a third, a second party or a third party and say, dude, this is what happened. Should I say something or not? And they'll get like, you know, like a, con- a conversation or the okay from a friend. The people that I think have mental illness will just keep going on and talking to the same thing over and over again. That's where the difference is. I think it's without questioning it. They won't question it. But it's a great question. Shiro is wondering, Brian, is there a frequency, hertz, or key of singing bowls that works best for you? Um, I use the um, 
the heart chakra uh, for the most part. I use a uh, heart, heart, and um, I forgot the love one. This the I think it's the sex chakra uh, or the crown. I like those. It's it's all about the love, uh, but it's not only just the chakra and the tone of the bowl. It's also your intention. And let me tell you, and I think Dave, you'll you'll when you've had your experience. The experiences. If you go into a situation and you mean no harm to anybody, and you're just there for the experience and like I just want to see you just to prove my, they know there's an innocence there and there's there's a lot of you know it there's nothing hard or harmful kind of come to them at that point, and so your intention is very important. So when you're using the bowl, you know you can't just use the bowl and like come get me you big monkey you know. They're not gonna. They're not gonna appear. None of these things will appear. If you genuinely feel in your heart that you want to have an experience, just give me an interaction. Give me a sign. You'll get that sign. No matter what you're using, but the singing bowls, I love to death. I think that is an essential part of uh, that, in my opinion. And I, it took me a long time to figure this out. That sound, vibration, frequency and resonance are the keys to this entire field no matter if you're if you're ghost hunting or cryptid hunting or ufo seeking if you go in there and use tones um and that intention like you know mentally trying to connect to these things you're going to have an experience that's on on the positive side it's very much like uh what is it close encounters the third kind there's a reason because of the tones. It's communication. Always about communication. Brian, we got time yes. for one more question. We have about, yes, and, and I love this question. Uh, any pale in humanoid encounters from Blue Cruise? Pale in humanoid. Are you, I think you're, are you talking about like the, the rake? Could be. Or something that um, I have, I, I've seen things in in, in invest or in on ghost hunting and, and some in uh, weird areas that were very like super pale, like like they haven't seen sun in like forever. But my my partner in crime literally saw a rake off the off the side of the road once, and and he went back to look for it. Um, I've seen video of them, and. Um, in this day and age with the CGI, I don't know what's real or what's not. It's kind of hard to tell. There, there are a couple of you know, problems I could run through to see if it's a deep fake type of thing. But, um, no, have not seen the uh, pale humanoids just yet in any encounter. All right. Brian, where can people find your information? I'm on all the social media sites. I'm working right now to build my website, uh, brianbowden.com, and... Uh, that's basically it. You can see me on Discovery Plus. You want to see some stuff that I've done, you know, with TV Land. And you can see me on Space.Radio, which also makes a great Christmas gift. So. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Brian Bowden, the man with 13,013 podcasts. Thank you, Brian. Coming up, we're going to go to the swamp. Thank you. Then Tim Bitt is here with the UFO Report. Third hour of Spaced Out Radio is next. All right, we're clear. Rock and roll, buddy.
Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Uh, is is Mr. Bumblefoot making an appearance? <coughs> Don't know yet. Don't know. Maybe. Never know. So I know somebody out there in Nevada that does um, tours of Area 51. <laughs> I don't know if you'd be interested. Well, if, if uh, Jim Goodall may do that. He's been out there a few times. Well, what I'm planning on doing is I want to get there on a Thursday. Yeah. So I get situated. And then I'm going to leave on a Monday. Because I know by the time Friday, Saturday, and Sunday come, oh, I'm yeah. going to want to probably drop dead. Yes. So. Yes. All right, my brother. Yeah. i got to run here. Uh, I'll give you a call you soon. It. Little Timmy Seenor yep. is up next. Brian, we'll talk soon. All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, I'm going to take a little break here. I will be right back because my ears are killing me from my headphones. So stick around. Be right back.
We got about 90 seconds. How we all doing? We having a good time tonight? I am. Thank you for everybody being here. Appreciate it. And all the super chatters. That was just wonderful. Love the support. Thank you. It's funny. We were at 20,002. And then we dropped two subscribers. That's hilarious. I don't even know how that works. Don't understand it. Don't get it. It's kind of cool, though. Well, we're not going to be able to see Tim. He's wearing camouflage tonight. <clears throat> all right, guys, we got uh, 30 seconds. I want to see you all in Las Vegas. If you haven't yet, check out our Facebook page for our event. Just type in SOR Fan Party and on Facebook, and you'll be able to register when you're going and uh, meeting up with us. It's going to be a great time. And uh, let's make it happen. Let's make a good, good party happen. Here we go. We got about, I don't know, eight seconds. And uh, we're going to have a good time here. Here we go with hour number three, everyone. Would you like to connect with us? Head to spacedoutradio.com for all your latest show info. Now, back to Dave Scott and SOR. Third and final hour of Spaced Out Radio is now underway. Thank you so much for joining us. We very much appreciate earning your listening ears wherever you are on this beautiful planet we call Earth. Hello to everyone listening in on our terrestrial affiliates around North America, digitally on Odyssey Radio, TalkStream Live, and KPNL. All of our archives are free. Join us at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Davey the favor, hit that subscribe button. The Desert Clam has set the password for tonight in the SOR Space Travelers Club. Densete. Densete is your password. Use it wisely, Space Travelers, as the Clam sets the password each and every night right here on Spaced Out Radio. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you. Rock out to Bumblefoot, read Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow us on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio. Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show and on TikTok at Spaced Out Radio. It is time once again to enter the swamp. Our resident swamp dweller takes us on another spooky journey. Hi, Spaced Out Radio listeners. This is Swamp Dweller. It's time for your nightly dose of spookiness on the show. If you have an interesting encounter or a spooky story that you would like to share, be sure to submit them in at swampdweller.net. You can also find our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash swampdwellerreads. Now, let's chill out, relax, and together, let's enter the swamp. This story happened sometime in the mid-1980s when my mom was a teenager in high school. My mother and aunt grew up in a farm in central Florida that was relatively in the middle of nowhere at the time. 
We still live in this area, which is much more urbanized now, but at this point, it was primarily woods and farmland. My great uncle, aunt, and cousins lived on that same property in another house, so they weren't necessarily alone. But outside of that, you would have to drive a mile, or maybe a little less than that, before reaching their next neighbor. My grandfather coached for the local high school football team, and my mother and aunt were cheerleaders. So on Fridays, he would have to coach at the school's game, and my mom and aunt would be there to cheerlead. The rest of the family would usually come along as well, since my cousins went to the same school, and there wasn't anything else to do in that small town on a Friday night. So they would usually get to the game earlier than everyone else, considering he was a coach. One particular Friday, however, my mother started feeling very sick throughout the day, and by the time the evening rolled around, she felt horrible. She informed my grandfather that she wasn't ready to go and would stay home to rest. My grandma made her something to eat for dinner, and the whole family, including my great-aunt and great-uncle, went on their way to the game. She was alone on their property. For some context, we eventually ended up selling this property when I was a young child, so I only have a few memories of my grandparents' property. One of the things I remember though was that it could be very creepy at night, and that was with other people there. So imagine being alone at night, it must be a lot more frightening. Anyways, my mom went to lay down right after they left, but not long after, maybe 5 or 10 minutes, she realized she needed to call her cheerleading coach at the school to let her know that she wasn't going to be there tonight so that she could be prepared for her absence. Keep in mind, this is the mid-1980s, so there are no cell phones. My mom has to get up and walk to the kitchen to use the phone. She starts to feel a bit creeped out as she walks through the house. Like that classic feeling of something not being right. That instinctual feeling we get when something is just telling us that we're in potential harmful situations and may not even know it yet. Outside it is getting dark out and there are not many lights on in the house which contributes to this uneasy feeling. A considerable detail to add is that the phone in my grandparents' house at the time had a longer cord than most phones. She says that you could walk into other rooms and the line was long enough that you could probably bring it around the whole house if you wanted to. Definitely the living room, the hallway, and my grandparents' bedroom. In the hallway, by the kitchen, and by my grandparents' bedroom, my grandfather kept a shotgun on the wall, fully loaded and ready to go. Not the safest thing, I know, but when you live alone in the woods, I think you want to be prepared to defend yourself at any second. He had always told my mom and aunt, do not touch that shotgun unless your life is in danger. She took this very seriously and had never thought about touching the gun once in her life. By this point, she was in the kitchen. She dialed the number to call her coach and informed her about her illness. I believe they continued talking for a minute because she said the coach was still on the phone when my mom heard strange noises coming from my grandparents' room. My mother, terrified, told the coach she heard something and grabbed the shotgun off the wall. The phone still pressed to her ear. She wasn't sure if she was overreacting and had imagined something, but she opened the door to my grandparents' room and what she saw made her drop the phone right on the floor in shock. The window was open and there was a large man with one leg over in the windowsill with one leg still outside. Well, what was awkward about this was that he had stopped in the middle of coming in when he realized he had been caught, as if he was not expecting someone to be home or that he did not expect her to have come in or whatever. They just stared at each other for a good five seconds. He was just halfway in the room, and her standing there in the doorway, phone on the floor with my mom's coach still on the line asking if she was okay, shotgun in hand, staring at each other. Both almost unsure of what to do, my mom, terribly frightened, finally mustered up the will to speak first in a timid but afraid voice, saying, I, I, I have a gun? Turn around and leave or I'll shoot. The man just stood there. She said it was as if he was wondering whether she was bluffing. Finally, after what felt like hours of just staring at each other blankly, 
He suddenly swung his other leg in very fast and turned quickly like he was about to charge her. My mother, terrified with her hands shaking, fired the shotgun and hit him in the shoulder. The impact was so much that it knocked her back on the floor and sent the man directly out the window he had come in. Blood was everywhere around the window. She picked the phone back up, sobbing, telling her coach to call the police to her house. Looking back, the man was running, clutching his shoulder, bleeding out all over their yard, running back into the woods behind their property. Keep in mind, he had just been shot in the shoulder with a shotgun, and it's not like it was a handgun or something. This dude immediately had gotten up like it was nothing and started hauling ass off into the woods. I don't know the exact order of what happened next, but the police eventually did get there. My grandparents hurried home shortly after that, and the police were still there. What was the most weird about this story was that the guy had left a trail of blood as he fled the property that went into the woods. The police investigated it and found that it continued into the forest and then eventually just stopped. There was nobody there or anything like that. The blood just stopped, and they never caught the guy. I think it's bizarre because she had shot him in his upper torso with a shotgun, and the room window looked like a horror movie scene. There was so much blood. How he got away apparently alive and so quickly without the cops catching up to him is quite odd. And we say thank you to Swamp Dweller for another great story. Swamp Dweller kicks off hour number three of Spaced Out Radio each and every night here, Monday through Friday. Yes, you can hear thousands of stories just like that with Swamp Dweller by going to his YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Swamp Dweller Reads. And since I've now taken over the studio, my name is El Ovni Volador. It is my pleasure, or maybe my nemesis, I'm not sure, to introduce the UFO report. Here's the timbit. Nobody's going to know. They're going to know. Let me tell you something there, Timbit. Don't be messing around with El Avni Volador tonight because the flying UFO will seriously mess you up in this UFO report if you get anywhere out of line. I, I got Dave tied out outside the studio here, you know, tied up against a pillar. He's not going anywhere. Can't hear him. The doors are closed inside this hermetically sealed outpost that we call SOR headquarters. And it's been a while since I took over this studio. Been a while. But I'm finally back, baby. I am finally back. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Want to stop engine problems before they start? Pick up a can of Seafoam Motor Treatment. Seafoam helps engines start easier, run smoother, and last longer. Trusted by millions every day, Seafoam is safe and easy to use in any engine. Just pour it in your fuel tank. Make the proven choice with Seafoam. Available everywhere automotive products are sold.
and you picked the UFO report to do it. Hey. What a guy. Hey, somebody had to pick up this whole schmozzle that we call the UFO report. Believe it or not, if you were here right now, I'd hit you with a steel chair. I would. <laughs> I don't know where to start. I, I, I don't know where to start with that. So why don't we dive into some, some meat, shall we? Do you want to talk about some UFO stuff? Well, before or, we or do that, just... I mean, I mean, before this, Dave was trying to trying to uh, you know be all cordial and happy okay. with with his audience hitting twenty thousand on YouTube tonight. The only reason why Dave Scott and Spaced Out Radio hit twenty thousand is because of me, El Avni Volador. I'm the man, the myth, the legend that brings the people to this show. And none of you even matter because it's about me, a lovely Volador. Mm. Just rolls off the tongue so nicely. Rolls off the tongue so nicely. Oh. I'm going to do this UFO report with you, Tim, tonight because I knew Dave would have screwed it up. So we're going to get right to it. Let's go. Let's do this thing. I want to okay. talk I want to talk about general aviation pilots encouraged to report UFOs to once again a new agency. What's this all about? Can't they That's make right. up their mind on what kind of agency? We've had like about 45 agencies in the last year. Tim, they have changed more UFO agencies at the Pentagon than you have underwear in a calendar year. Or you have personalities, apparently. <laughs> but either way, love it. Yeah, yeah, we're getting tired of it. I'm sure pilots are frustrated not knowing where to report at this point. You're absolutely right there. Um, so Enigma Labs has jumped in as a new global platform for the UAP researchers and sightings to be reported to. Uh, so accepting submissions now from members of the aviation community, including general aviation pilots, flight instructors, students, military uh, aviators, and others, this new agency will be taking new reports. And so according to officials with Enigma Labs, an independent private technology company, building, quote, an empirical and reliable network of UAP sightings to support aviators and researchers, end quote. And so investigative efforts and aviation safety have been, quote, hindered by a lack of coordination and access to quality information. And so reports are submitted to the lab's website, and you can submit the report anonymously or not, depending on how the uh, witness feels. But anyone can reach out to those people through the uh, website and Enigma Lab officials note that they will never pass along any of the personally identifiable information to third parties, including government organizations. And so unknown phenomenon have been witnessed for years, but they've eluded the scrutiny of analyt analytical minds in the absence of publicly available information and the stigma of coming forward with a formal witness report. And so this is part of the problem that even Commander Alex Dietrich 
a veteran contact pilot and combat pilot who witnessed a UAP from her F-16 off the coast of San Diego. She indeed engages in this work with Enigma Labs as an advisor in a collaborative effort to dispel the stigma surrounding UAP discussion and support the data gathering. And so looking forward, they are saying that they recognize the necessary, um, how necessary it is to come forward and report. And so they're trying to give this uh, one location a kind of historically based foundation to put all these reports together and make it accessible for the public. So what are your gut instincts on another organization coming forward? Do you think that it's nice that it's independent and potentially they can do it anonymously? Is it going to be an option for them to do it where they may get away from this repercussion we've seen when they approach the UAPTF? Well, I can tell you this. Sitting from my castle down in my lair where I keep uh, my eyes on everything UFO, El Avni Volador does not like this, does not like this one bit. And let me explain to you why, Timbit. Here's why. It seems like they are trying at the Pentagon or the U.S. government, whoever is controlling this, trying their damnedest to shuffle off the UFO program and the information to whoever wants it. It's like it's like playing the old game as a kid, the hot potato, where everybody's throwing the hot potato around because nobody wants to grab it. It's burning their hands. And that's what the UFO subject seems to be these days. It doesn't need to be like that. They don't need to bring it that way. You know, I mean, how many times have we heard this, that finally we have a, a group that's independent or a group that's going to take over these files or a group that's going to, you know, push the limits on getting to down to business with UFOs? We've heard this over and over again since ATIP five years ago, but more so the last five years or the last five or six months. Pardon me. So, I mean... If I could swear on this show, I would say get your crap together because it's just another ball of confusion, Tim, on where the reporting is going to be, who's allowed to report, who's going to report. I think what we're going to see is we're going to see a lot more commercial pilots and private pilots reporting because they now have a center, which will be a good thing. But overall, where do those reports go? Who's reading them? Do you and I get to read them? I highly doubt it. Maybe the odd one, but not all of them. Right? It just seems like it's another hot hand by the military and the military-industrial complex to shovel this topic off, hide it by saying they're doing the right things and they're doing everything possible. But uh, this feels like, like rocks under your feet instead of sand, man. Indeed. And we know even with MUFON, there's levels of transparency. Although you may be able to visit their website as a person in the public like me, uh, you need certain levels of access as a, a member to get to the real meat of most of the cases. You can just get a very surface idea of them as a public person. And so, again, we don't know what levels of access the public will have to even this new organization. And so we need to keep our eyes on that. Again, we know what happened to a lot of the files back in the early 80s and 90s in the early con uh, conception of MUFON. 
they were actually purchased, weren't they, by Bigelow. And so if we know that these cases were given to MUFON for free and then they're at some point for sale, maybe this is just another way to generate money from witnesses out there trying to innocently report something real that happens to them in the skies. Who knows? Well, we're going to see. But how much more do we have to play this game? I'm tired of it. Dave's tired of it. Tim, I know you're tired of it. I've heard enough of your crappy reports to understand this. Okay? And don't try and hide by wearing a camouflage T-shirt tonight. Right? I can still see you. I can still solar superplex you right off the top rope, even if you're in Oregon. I'll never tell you where my lair is. All right? That is, that's some heat. Bringing some heat. But I that, like it. But that's, like that's it. pretty much it, man. That's pretty much it. I mean, how much more of a game are they going to play? We don't need 75 groups to report this to. We don't need 75 different adjectives or adverbs in order to describe these groups. We don't need all of these these groups. That, this is the one. This is where we're going. Okay. It's confusing. It's ridiculous. UAPTF worked fine. Worked fine. Right? Now, those, yeah. who, those who are in the know will break down the, the littlest of nuances. Well, no, this goes here and that goes there. Okay? And give a child a mask, they'll want to be Elavni Volador. But that's not how it works, man. You know, they've made it into a land of confusion. And I, I don't understand the purpose. I really don't. You may have just nailed nailed it right there with that one word, confusion. You know, the you know we've seen how pilots were given a hard time when they did try to report, and so maybe this is just one way of confusing them. Now they don't even know where to report. It's even harder. Did they just copy and paste the report to all of these agencies, or did they just stay quiet because it's just a headache to bother? Could be just confusing them. Could be. Who knows? But yeah. that's, that's that what I'm saying. Point. Look, we have said many times over over the last number of months, I've said it, Dave said it, you've said it, guests have said it, Grant Cameron will say it tomorrow night, okay? This is about a narrative, and they just don't know where to steer the narrative. The narrative is like the old Chrysler K car, man. That's what they're driving these days, down the highway, doing 35 in the 65 lane. That's what they're doing. And everybody's honking at them, trying to get their attention, and they won't move over. They won't make a decision. They won't make it easy. I mean, I mean this is a bureaucratic mess. It really is. I mean, yeah. could you imagine if we ran everyday life the way they're treating this UFO subject? We wouldn't get off the ground. We wouldn't get out of bed, man. I'd love to take these guys into the squared circle, drop a few elbows on them, give them a hip toss every time they want to change the name or the acronym. Yeah, if this was affecting somebody's pocket or the public's pocket, you'd see a lot more outrage on this topic. 
but it's kind of like one of those things that they're able to hide their head in the sand, just the way Congress is and just the way the whole topic, it's just, it's frustrating, you know? Um, and I know your audience, I, I'm, I'm speaking to a well-versed audience here. And so I don't need to get too deep into that, but it's a long conspiracy, um, you know, that we've seen for 75 years of cover-up on this topic. So it doesn't surprise me that they're trying to muddy the waters for pilots right now so they don't even know where to report, even if it is uh, Commander Dietrich leading uh, the pack. Um, it still just seems to muddy the waters for that group of people that are looking for a place just to report the strange things that they're seeing in the skies. What's the difference, Tim? What's the difference if it's UAPTF, if it's Arrow, Argo, Flatulence, whatever you want to call it? What's the difference? Because in the end, it all is going to the same place. It is all going to, the reports are all going to end up in the same filing cabinet. And there are going to be those who are picking and choosing what we see. And 99% of that is going to be picking what we see. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And the fact is, who knows how much is going to get blacked out by the time we as the public get to see it. You know, that's a big thing. That's a great point you keep you keep highlighting. That is the biggest frustration because it's always hidden behind either a paywall or somebody's decision of what can be known and what can't. Well, El Avni Volador is a pretty smart guy. He's much smarter than host Dave Scott. All right. I'll tell him you said that. That guy couldn't add two nickels together. Believe you me. El Avni Volador show continues with Tim Senor's UFO report. When we return, oh, it's going to be a beauty. We're going to hammer someone with a steel chair, and we're going to talk more UFOs and the news right now. Spaced Out Radio with El Avni comes back right after this. All right, we're clear. So I was reading that there's a lot of evidence coming in now that T-Rex in particular had wings up there and that there were feathers. Wasn't necessarily just little claws. Like, may have had a lot of feathers going on. Isn't that crazy to think he was a giant ostrich kind of looking thing? You know what I want to know about these idiot scientists? (laughs) Is how can they figure out what a dinosaur sounded like? Well, they can look at, you know, based on how our structure works or a chicken structure, because it's actually close to a chicken, believe it or not. Uh, They can see how they work and make some assumptions because there's a lot of similarities. And so you can kind of go based on sounds. I think... I think it's probably pretty close. And they, if they worked like birds, then imagine that. If they flocked and worked that way in that pack theory. Jurassic Park did a really great job, I think, bringing that concept to life. Some terrifying moments in those films. I hated Jurassic Park. I of course you wanted, did. I just wanted one of the Jeeps. <laughs> those Jeeps were great. 
Somebody in my How town. How do you hate that? Somebody in oh, my town actually has one of those Jeeps. Oh yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Such a great series of films. Personally, I I, I really love them. Just because I mean, the concept also is really cool that somebody greedy enough to take that DNA and create a massive zoo somewhere. And of course it's, it's going to get out of control. You know, that the whole chaos theories brought into it by a scientist and they get a lot of interesting concepts hidden in those films that I think are actually happening potentially. I mean, we have sheep that are, um, you know, genetically uh, duplicated and modified and all that good stuff. So why couldn't they do that with dino DNA? It's creepy. It's crazy. Well, th- weren't they trying to do it with, uh, what is it? Um, the, the big elephanty guy, someone in the channel now, the woolly mammoth. There we go. Cause they had mammoth DNA. They were going to try and genetically duplicate it. Right. With I think a, they are elephant. trying to bring that back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, What? That is Jurassic Park. Did we learn nothing from Steven Spielberg? I mean, come on. It, it just kills me. Or the work of Michael Crichton, for that matter, because he wrote the books. And I was actually talking about him earlier with a book he wrote called Prey, about nanotechnology, and that's going to come into my very next story. So nice lead-in. That was a very nice feed. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. I'm enjoying yeah, it. Prey was a great book. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Nothing too impressive, but I am enjoying it. Up on the ropes. Tim, I'm going to tell you right now. I I, I can't figure out why Dave, why Dave has you here. You're like beige paint <laughs> on a wall. Wow. Don't hold back what hey, beige. you think or feel. Apparently you wear ladies' hugs in the winter, too. Wow. I don't think they're ladies. They're black. Maybe they're ladies. They're unisex. Uh, Derek Have you Ning seen my eyes? Derek Ning knows where it's at. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't have Uggs. Or do I? Oh, you totally do. <laughs> you, totally you're the do. only guy I know who has a credit card for Forever 21. I don't think I, I don't think I do. It's Hollister, I think. Might as well be. All right. You're, you're giving away way too much insider information right now. How do you know all this about me? Mm-hmm. Are you checking uh, my receipts? Hey, in on my bank look, look at Ozzy Ange. She's like, oh, my God. <laughs> let me tell you something. Oz- let me tell you something, Ozzy Ange. You're the type of lady who wears five towels after coming out of the shower. Five oh. towels. Oh, yep. slam. Yep, she wears five towels. Now, I can only say this because <laughs> Ella Avni Volador can literally rock her 350-pound husband in the squared circle. He's like oh, six foot God. eight and three hundred fifty pounds of muscle, and I could take him. I could take him. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. This is this is just. I don't know where to start. 
Six seven. I'm bringing you the real news. Hold though, on, you know? hold on. Here, we're, okay. uh, hey, I got some radio to do here. <laughs> Quiet. Third, we're heading for home tonight on Spaced Out Radio. My name is El Avni Volador, filling in for Dave Scott, whoever the heck that is. Want to remind all of you good people out there, thank you for supporting me and my YouTube channel, Spaced Out Radio. 20,000 subscribers we hit tonight. Very much appreciate that. Also want to remind you that if you've missed most of this show or others, Check out my free archives at youtube.com forward slash spaced out radio. Do old Dave, Dave, do El Avni the favor and hit that subscribe button. Our website, spacedoutradio.com. We have a plethora of features for you, including rocking out to Bumblefoot, reading Shirky Poo's Newswire. Check out our swag as well. Follow me on Twitter at Spaced Out Radio, Instagram at Spaced Out Radio Show, and on TikTok. That's Spaced Out Radio. The Tim Bit, Tim Senor, is here for the UFO report. I tell you it's good information, but I might be lying. As Tim comes in each and every couple of nights to talk UFOs, Tim, you know, there is uh, something going on in space with Copernicus and visionary and scientific advisory boards. This seems heavy, my friend. Seems King Kong Bundy type heavy. It's not. It's actually exciting. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Vacations are supposed to be easy, right? Lots of stress-free time spent on the beach with a drink in hand, making memories that will last a lifetime. So booking a vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. They offer easily bookable vacation packages with exclusive nonstop vacation flights to your favorite vacation destinations. Explore deals to top-rated resorts like Ryu Hotels and Resorts and plan your vacation with ease. It's like turning on easy mode. Get started at applevacations.com today. And new. So Copernicus Space Corporation announces Distinguished and Visionary Strategic and Scientific Advisory Board. So coming out of Cambridge, Massachusetts, uh, the Cambridge Space Corporation is pleased to announce its Strategic and Scientific Advisory Board, or the SSAB. And so including the following Distinguished Visionary and Proactive SSAB members, they are going to be working together on some pretty progressive programs that I'm going to briefly explain. And so Dimitar Sasilov is a professor of astronomy at Harvard and George Church, professor of genetics at Harvard, Francis Cordova, a science and philanthropy president from the director of NSF. And we're going to flash down because including in this distinguished group of people that was actually 
established by none other than our Avi Loeb, uh, ET investigator and uh, believer. Uh, we also have Gary Nolan on this panel, and so per professor of pathology at Stanford. Um, but included in this are a lot of people that are leading authorities in things like string theory and um, VPs of marketing and de development that came in from the International Olympic Committee. So advisors on getting the word out, right? And so creators and um, deep thinkers, Paul Davies, professor and director from the Beyond the Center of Fundamental Concepts in Science at the Arizona State University. And so this group of people uh, are going to be, oh, so Copernicus co-founders, doctors Avi Loeb and Frank Laukin, as well as Copernicus directors, Pete Warden and Rich Stein, enthusiastically welcome this group of people together in the next step regarding astrophysics, astrobiology, and space exploration. And so one of their concepts and instrumental plugins are going to be guiding and acceler accelerating the Copernicus in its mission and developing platforms that potentially disrupt the space exploration paradigm with easy-to-deploy swarms of thousands and eventually millions of miniaturized craft with sensors and communicators, uh, I'm sorry, sensors and communications capabilities. And they're going to do this by developing AI and developing nanotechnological and synthetic biology-based multiplexed and scalable chipset in a nanoprobe and bioprobe technological platform. So basically nanotechnology in a swarm formation for data gathering. Um, and that's just my general sweep of what that concept is. And they're going to put this into measurement capabilities and build platforms for scientific measurement using these platforms. So it's pretty revolutionary. It's very much towards what we had been talking about offline here with some of what Michael Crichton had written about in his sci-fi books, such as Prey, right? Or even in Jurassic Park, where they were taking DNA and putting it into a platform where they could bring historical DNA back to modern day life. It's pretty progressive and pretty big out-of-the-box thinking, and it's an amazing team that I've only scratched the surface of names on, but a few of them we know from the UFO world. And so I would be very curious to hear your take on this. I know you're typically not on board with science and technology, but does this concept of data gathering interest you at all or this group? I like it when brilliant minds come together. Okay, so yes, this group does interest me, you know. I don't want to make it sound like I, I'm contradictory or anything along those lines because there is a time and a place. You have to be critical when you need to be critical, but you also have to give praise when praise is due. Now, this group has some brilliancy behind it. I just hope that they keep it scientific like the SCU. I hope that they do not go down a governmental road like Galileo Project did and start adding a bunch of spooks, a bunch of spies, a bunch of government officials that are there to allegedly enhance the project 
for what it's worth. It really sounds to me, in not knowing much detail about it, that they are adding the right people to bring the conversation forward. I have much respect for Gary Nolan out of Stanford University. This is a man that, although he has ties to the government, he has put his own tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars into this study because he believes in it so much. All right, this is a man who who is working all angles in order to get the story out. Now, when you get names like Gary Nolan on there, I, I mean, I did cringe a little bit when you said Avi Loeb because that that scares me a little because that's Galileo. Now, the question that I have for you, Tim, you know, and maybe you can't answer this, does this mean we've seen Galileo Project maybe put on a hiatus so he can concentrate on helping this new project in Copernicus? So not at all. He he co-founded this program before Galileo. Uh, Copernicus, Copernicus was started uh, almost a decade ago, and they've got things in space already. So balancing these two is not new for Avi and for him to be a board member on either an advisor or hands-on committee member is not a problem. I'm working multiple things. You work multiple things. This is just right in his program. The beauty of this is, and I mean, I would love to just go over that one more time because the concept is really interesting. If you think about if we were able to send swarms into space that would be a very interesting thing to do. Um, and originally this concept was to be in unison and was to be used to chase down a muamua. You know, but I don't know if that's what it's going to be used for. I think that that's out of the realm of possibility, perhaps by distance at this point. But the concept is still in development. And so we need something deployable now if that was going to happen. But again, let me just explain what this concept was because it's, they want to deploy swarms of thousands and eventually millions of miniaturized craft with sensors and communications capabilities by developing and deploying nanotechnological and synthetic biology-based multiplexed and scalable chipset, nanoprobe and bioprobe technologies, and networked platforms, including localized positioning, navigation, and timing, things that will coordinate it. So... It's like drones on a micro level, if you want to think of it that way. But um, biology and synthetic biology-based, which I'm not quite 100% sure on, but I know what they've done in the past in that way, when they say things like that, um, it's very interesting. Um, And so, I mean, it's out-of-the-box thinking. I get excited when I hear that. It makes me think of how can I do that on my level and on my budget. Like, I want to do that. That's cool stuff, right? So does it get you juicy and, and give you ideas? Where does, it, where does it leave you? You know what? Show me the results. We yeah. can add, I mean, much like all of these all of these UAP groups or UFO groups that are going to start tracking Stop talking about it and get some bloody work done. And show the results. Show the results. You know, I mean, to steal, you know, like El Omnivolador, you know, he's not starving. He makes a big paycheck. Okay. 
All right. Like the movie Jerry Maguire. Show me the money. Show me the evidence. Show me what you got. Stop creating groups for once. Okay? We don't need any more town hall meetings on this crap. There's enough evidence out there to start doing some work. And it just seems like continued posturing. I'm happy about it. Okay? But can we finally get to work and get some some science done on this? Can we finally get to work to track down whether it's craft, where they're coming from, what is the direction they are going, all right? Everybody just wants to announce these groups. That's frustrating to me. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But then again, maybe, just maybe, we're going to see more. And I think we will see more. I mean, that, that's kind of where my mind went, I think, at the same moment that yours did. And I'm like, on the other side of the coin, you know, we're having more of this interest, right? And the fact that dollars are being invested on technology to seek it out and perhaps help us collate it and figure out if there's any kind of, uh, you know, connection, right? Start sharing our information globally to see if there's any patterns developing. This is information that would be massively interesting on a global and micro scale. So to develop this sort of tech will help us to do that. And so this is just very much the first step, right? And I think you're absolutely right. And it can be very frustrating to see more and more groups come out, but if they do things like this, that are out of the box, that'll move the, you know, this, forward um given that we need the results in a timely fashion um i applaud it i applaud it now i know how hard it can be to 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 have a uh, a package you know at the end of your mission you know having something that's conceptualized and presentable in a way that's understandable is also tough but um this is a great move. And I do think frustratingly, it is hard to say, yes, I'm psyched about more groups coming forward uh, in the same breath as, as, you know, I, I agree with you though. I, I'm yeah. I'm hesitant to applaud it, but let's see some results. Yeah. It, it's about time. We've seen some results come out, you know, I don't like seeing, I'll tell you something I don't appreciate is I don't like seeing the same people jump group to group to group to group to group. Or being in more than one group, does that bother you? I I can handle two or three. Yeah. Okay. But I start to get concerned around then because what is the the ultimate goal here? What are we Mm -hmm. trying to accomplish? You know, Tim, I, 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 I bug the paranormal world by saying this. Okay, and I've said this to Merle right in front of Dave and everybody. Okay, I've said, what do you do with your evidence? Well, we go over it. We see if we found anything. Okay, what do you do with it from there? Well, what do you mean? Well, you store it. You want to screw up a paranormal person? You ask them what you do with your evidence. That's the way it seems to be getting in the UFO world. When in doubt, create another group that we're going to discuss evidence. Where's the evidence? 
You're the scientist. I'm, you know, I'm the woo guy. I'm here to bring you stories about things you don't want to talk about. I've got more information than you. The public doesn't care, Tim, about the phenomena. They don't care about the propulsion systems. They don't care that this craft can go from, oh, 80,000 feet to 10 feet above sea level in less than a second. You know why? Because it doesn't affect them. You know what affects them? Reality. Statistics. Real reporting. Real science. Real experience. That'll wake the public up. But instead, and what would it take? Do you think, though, for the in this field, what would it take to wake people up on that scale? Really, a grandiose schedule and a grandiose scientific effort in order to cover all sides of the phenomena, from the from the technology right down to what people are experiencing. Confirm it. Why have Gary Nolan there if you're not going to confirm it? Yeah. Did you feel that Travis Taylor having his foot in both fields and both worlds there for a while was a conflict of interest yes. personally? Or what's your take? Uh, I, I thought he was a conflict of interest just like Lou Elizondo. Right? I don't. Did you hear him explain why he felt it was okay and his, his take yeah, on it? Well, you know what? There's a lot of people who think it's okay to do bad things because they could justify it. Okay. Okay, prisons are filled with them. Right? Okay. I'm not yeah. saying that Travis Taylor's a crook. Don't get me wrong. He is a brilliant man. Okay? You, 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 he is book smart. He is life smart on this topic. Okay? Yeah. I believe. And I think he very transparently and innocently accepted that role, thinking that he could balance that out. I don't think that, that was, there was any kind of nefariousness in his actions. The minute he signed an NDA with Space Force, okay? His credibility in this field has to be questioned. But what about when he signed one with Discovery Plus that's for what his I'm, TV show? That's what I'm Are saying. Are you okay with that? Absolutely. That's also a no-no? That's public. That's public. Okay, you go to do a television show, you have to sign an NDA. Right, but if you join a high clearance job, you also have to sign. But you're withholding from the public, Tim. With no matter what, also with the TV show, but it's okay with TV, but not with Space Force. It all depends what TV edits. You're, you're, well, that's the same thing. No, the Space Force edits. No, because the television show is doing it for their own their own one hour or forty three minutes of what they can fit in and what they can't. Okay. And I can argue the same thing here of the, what the public can see and what the public can't. Are you? Are you? It, with Space Force. Are you I'm not, eating I'm just lead paint chips again? Are you eating lead I'm just paint arguing chips? that side. I'm arguing that side because I find it's a very tough line to walk. Because here's my question to you if you, and we've asked this to each other before, if you were given the keys to the city, right, how would you sign your name on that check? Right? Because I know you'd take it. So my question to you is, how do you balance it, right? How do you balance it? And you I think take, that you, take you can very a, innocently do either way. If Space Force came to me and said, El Omni Volador, we're going to hire you. 
okay, but you're not allowed to speak to this stuff, my first proper inclination is to step, if I accept that position, is to step away from the wrestling ring. Right. Okay? Because that mm-hmm. is the right thing to do. Okay? Totally agree. Okay, I get I get your point now. That is the right you, thing uh, to that do. That is a conflict of interest. If you have something where you're supposed to be publicly speaking on it, and then you point blank, draw a blank when you're asked on that stuff... Yeah, he should have taken a step away from the public. He should have purview in, in if my he took opi- a secret job. In my I think opinion, he might be right there. He should have stepped away from Discovery and Brandon Fugel's Skidwalker Ranch, unless. Yeah, yeah, I get your point now. Unless, okay, unless Fugel it's so has tough. has an NDA with the government as well. Oh, right. Oh, interesting. I, I never thought of that. So okay. that would enable him. So if he was read in, then they could work together, but not have to talk about it publicly. Interesting. Absolutely. Okay. And, and the way Fugel stated was that he had no clue until it came out that Travis came and said, by the way, I'm working for Space Force. Now, right. if I was right. Fugel, and this is just me, he's probably, you know, I mean, hey, he, this is a guy who's worth half a billion dollars. Okay, if I was Fugel in that position, I'd lose my mind. I hired you to do a job, and now you're taking my results, taking them to the government. You're hiding this story, which we're trying to Mm -hmm. get out to the public. Okay, it's like Lou Elizondo, out of one side of his mouth, saying, I'm pro-disclosure. I'm here for the public. I'm the face for for this movement, even though he's never said that. Just a quote, because somebody will try and ah, right. gotcha moment there, an old El Avni. Right. Okay. Right. But that, but the point that, and, and then going over to work for Space Force, where he's all about hiding this crap. Mm-hmm. We have too much of that. How do you solve if it's a continual tug of war on what you can say or cannot say with right. information? Right. So you would you would keep to your NDA though if you signed it. Would you drop hints if you had to keep this show and your your audience managed to keep you? I'm not like keep- you could. What it- if you had a job with Space Force right now and you just hadn't told us and you're just really good at like your NDA and you know keeping then the I fact that you just then, don't even. Then I get- would expect my audience and all of my fans. Then there's millions around the world, upon millions. Okay, I would expect them to be upset with me. And I would expect right, we can high five on that. We'll, we'll high five on that. All right, there it is. little Timmy Senor or Timbit, you hold on right there because it's time for us to say good night and take this smoke show home for the night. We got Mr. Ron Bumblefoot Thal rocking in the background with Little Brother is funny. Little Brother is watching. Bumblefoot is the official music of Spaced Out Radio, rocking us in and out of every single show. Get your hordes up for the guitar god himself. Special thanks to everybody listening in at home, at work, in your cars, wherever you may be. Thank you to everyone in our chat rooms tonight. YouTube, Twitch, LGAP, Spreaker, Facebook, Space Travelers Club, and on Twitter at hashtag Spaced Out Radio.
Remember, this show is copyright by Spaced Out Radio and SOR Media Ventures Limited. Thank you so much for choosing to share your evening with us. Because together, my friends, we own the night. Mr. Bumblefoot, we need a favor. We need you to take us home. Yes, the Wu train has docked for the night. But soon, my friends, we shall ride again. Your seats are always available. Your tickets never expire. And if you want to hang out with El Avni Volador, we've got room for you, too. Good night. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Acorns makes it easy to save and invest with just your spare change. Link a credit or debit card and start investing. Plans start at just $3 a month with no hidden fees ever. To sign up and view disclosures, visit acorns.com slash audio. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. Investment advisory services offered by Acorns Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.